needed the script delivered immediately. Without that script, things were getting scary. But then again, Michael McDowell was a horror writer, so, you know. Henry Selleck had already set up a studio, but there wasn't a script. Michael was writing a little slower than they would have hoped. And that made Henry nervous. He was like, guys, you know, it's getting late. I got to start. We needed to go into production <laughs> to make the deadline. And it wasn't just Henry. We were like, what do we do? How do we start? But then it hit him. We hit a wall with the original script by Michael McDowell. In other words, there was no script. There was literally no script. It's time to sound the alarms. Yeah, what's he been up to? Dear Michael, gone now, had a love affair with cocaine. He took his salary up his nose and wrote nothing. He was supposed to be writing lines, not, you know. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? And welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome somewhere between Halloween and Christmas. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. And that's it today. Yeah. Uh, Ethan stumbled into a door by a tree, and we don't know where he's... I think some kids have kidnapped him, thinking he's the Easter Bunny or something like that. Yeah, and that's yeah. spilling his guts somewhere. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, he's having, was, his, he's having his own nightmare gross. before Christmas. Yeah. I think we saw a little bit. It's a good thing he didn't see it. Jeez, that uh, would have sent him. Oh, what does that mean? Me. Um, yeah, so Ethan's not with us uh, today. <laughs> you can follow the BFE Twitter account, at Best Film for Pod, if you want a little bit of information on that. I retweeted out what he said. So <laughs> I will leave it. I will leave it uh, ungraphically there. Um, episode 95. Wow. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Ever closer to the 100. Ever, indeed. How numbers work. That is how numbers work, but we are on our way to what will number 100 be? I know. I know, but no one else knows. Is it going to be something spectacular? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be, you know, oh, yeah. 100. Oh, it's just so-and-so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know if it was going to be a big. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, uh, I'm not coming for that one. Our <laughs> spectacular. Uh, so welcome. If it's your first time, I mean, first off, thanks so much for for going ahead and firing up the old podcast machine. Give us yeah. a chance. Um, we've given our names before, but 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 I'm Ian and I'm Lynn and I'm Georgia. Hey, there we go. And what we do is we get together and we and we and we talk about some some, some movies. We do just seeing movies that you know have a chance that are held in some regard by some people as being potentially amongst the best films ever. Yeah, regardless of whether we like them or not. Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> that's very true. Well, it is, isn't it? It, I mean, it is we, true. We, no. we trudge through these films, um, not just because we like them, yep. but we do them because they are high, highly regarded. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that I knew that I really yeah. wasn't a huge. Coraline. Well, Coraline, I didn't know I wasn't going to be a huge fan of when we started it, That's but true, yeah. about five minutes in, I figured it out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's one. Ones I've seen before where I'm like, I know this isn't going to be it, but it's timely. It's right. It's what what's going on right now. So such yeah. is. Uh, let's talk about, if it's your first time listening to us, thank you, but we got a bunch of people who listen to us all over the world, and they chart us, and we read the places really for us to sort of, it's just this weird feeling that all around the world people are listening to. It's a to, great feeling. To the three of us. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. So this week we charted here at home in Britain. Nice. We charted in Canada. Canada. In Australia. 
right. We were number 13 in South Korea. We were in Sweden, Brazil, Norway, Denmark, Netherlands, New Zealand, Switzerland. Number 41 in Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Portugal, the Philippines, Singapore, Finland, the Ukraine, Malaysia, Czech Republic, Nigeria. Number 27 in Kenya. Number 46 in Pakistan. Number 22 in Uganda. <laughs> and number two, still behind Bridgerton Movie Review. Oh. But thanks for leaving the light on. Yeah, thank you. It's Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone! Hey! That's mad. That, like, that list just gets longer and longer. And, it's, and, it's and, and these, aren't, these aren't just the countries we're being listened to. The ones we're charting yeah. in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's the crazy. list of... It really is. If so, I said to you when we first started this... Sierra Leone are going to download us. <laughs> <laughs> All of Sierra Leone. What would you have said? I would not have believed that. <laughs> no, there's no way. There's no way. Or even Uganda and stuff. Any of these places. You know? yeah. No. I thought some people who might know us here, maybe a couple of people I know back home out of charity would give it a listen. <laughs> that would be it. Yep. That really would. Yeah. So, um, quick couple promos. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, uh, check out Romeo and Juliet from last week. Check out Who Do You Think You Are, our Doctor Who episodes, uh, which I did with Ethan, and we most recently put out Blank, Ooh. The Weeping Angels. Ooh. Doing very well. I remember that. Uh, and we still have our real roundtable on the Masters of Disguise. We're still seeking out people for Quiz Night for A New Hope. That's actually going to record next weekend. Mm. Oh, Say that's quite soon, isn't it? Saturday, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Month gets away from me and all that it stuff, does. doesn't it? Yeah. So we'll have to find, I'll be in contact with some people in the next couple of days about locking down that, uh, that, 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 that Christmas spot. Too. Yeah, and then we're Christmas, we're going to have our wow. next uh, BFE mail call. Do we know it's Christmas? <laughs> I literally just had this realization. That's nearly Christmas. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I've started my Christmas shopping. Have you not? Have you? Well, yeah, ready have for this, well. Liam? I've bought you presents. Plural. <laughs> wow. In my spare room, there are presents for Liam. I've actually got a present for you already. Oh, there we go. Which I got about two months ago. Oh, exciting. So you have started yeah. your Christmas shopping Well, then. I guess I have, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Liam does just occasionally just bring me gifts. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so there we go. I think we all do that for each other too. We do. <laughs> we do, yeah. I nearly gave you this as a gift and Carl went, you should um, you should give it as a, be- a Christmas present. Christmas present, yeah. It's like, all good. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, a real roundtable on best war or military films. Uh, get those in. That's our it's our focus this month. I'm Rank them to top five. Again, quite disparate, uh, yeah, but yeah, again, yeah. it's really interesting hearing like culturally. You can sort of see how Americans view war movies and yeah. how Brits view war movies. Mm-hmm. It's two very different feelings. It is. There's a couple on my list I have to get to. I have to before we start. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get through Schindler's List. I'm going to watch that film, I think, once in my life, and it'll be for a full review. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a couple. There's a couple definitely on there. Like, There's a few. Like Full Metal Jacket I've never seen. Platoon I've never seen. Are we going to do the extended version of Apocalypse Now? No, uh, no I watched it once, and that's, I, I know at some point <laughs> I'll have to review that, but I think I've, I've seen that, yeah. I think I fell asleep seven million times. And the Apocalypse up. Now? Yeah. Oh, and I was still going on. Movie. So only a... like three more times than usual then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I, I currently have two films on my uh, on your list? war list. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll share ideas. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of weeks in order to still get there. Uh, let's do some reflections and corrections here georgia you said and you wanted this some sort of a, a, a sort of clarity how have we done listens in georgia the country yeah i wanted to i know. went back and checked the stats oh cool i can say we have been listened to in the country of georgia Ooh. hey 
and by the slimmest of margins, I can say that. <laughs> we have had one download. <laughs> so Sierra Leone, thank you for yeah. like That's putting amazing. the boots to the country of Georgia. I love that we have just one. I will say, therefore, as a comparison, how many times do you think we've been looking to in the state of Georgia? Ooh. Probably quite a few more. At least seven. At least seven. Yeah, at least 12. 12? Yeah. 17. 17? 335 times. Wow. Nice. So thank you if you are in... Georgia state or Georgia. Georgia. What is the yeah. state? What is Georgia, Georgia peaches, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, I was a, that's why I was a peach. You were a Rockford peach. I was a Rockford peach. Rockford. Is Rockford in Georgia? I think so. That would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That's so there we go. Cool. Uh, that is actually our 14th best state. Oh. I'll just say that. So yeah, like it's a big number, but like we've got, it's not even the top 10 in the states. What is, what is our best our state? Number one. You might think there might be some information about that on our 100th episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So there we go. Um, some other things. You want proof, Liam, that Paul Rudd has not aged. Yeah. Georgia had no face blindness with him last week. That's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Proving he cannot age because there's no face blindness. She knew exactly who he was. Yeah. Well done. He looks yep. the same in Friends. He looks the same in Ant-Man. He looks the same in Romeo and Juliet. He looks and exactly the same. Georgia, you were asked... Uh, for an update on Jim Cavazel, The Passion yes. of the Christ. I did a quick Google. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that I do not have to push a yellow button for Georgia today. No, uh-huh. you really don't. I don't. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, so, yeah. So, the quite you said last week, mm-hmm. isn't this the guy who was like hit by lightning or something like that? And we're like, no, we would have heard about <laughs> this. <laughs> Silly Georgia's got it all. This is what happens on those on those like quiz nights when yeah, I talk yeah. you out of answers. I'm going, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Surely that's not the answer. And then we find out. Uh, yes, so uh, lead actor Jim Cavazell was uh, has claimed he was lit up like a Christmas tree while filming the Sermon of the Mount sequence of the film. He says, I knew I was a goat. It was going to hit me about four seconds before it happened. I thought, I'm going to get hit. And then it happened. I saw the extras grab the ground. Uh, he said that after the strike, fire was coming out of his head and his body was illuminated. Though the cameras hadn't yet finished panished o- panning over to his position. By the time the cameras got to me, he recalled, I heard Mel screaming out, what the heck, heck happened to his hair? I looked like I went to see Don King's hairstylist <laughs> uh, so yeah he got struck by lightning whilst filming sermon of the uh, mount whilst on the on the sermon of the mount yeah, yeah. whilst preaching yeah yeah so yep. he got struck by lightning um oh. as did but despite being hit like no inj- as out of the hair no injuries really yeah managed to yeah managed to like claw through yeah did he have rubber soles or something some sort of sole <laughs> <laughs> um but there an assistant also got hit by lightning in the same the yep. same day about five minutes later so yeah that was it wasn't great were they okay uh yeah but just like just burns on oh, in and out okay, basically yeah. which is i think similar to uh, what jim had um he also <laughs> um they were for a whipping scene they had like yeah. a hidden hidden scene set up um but the problem was one of the actors doing the doing the whipping didn't have a very good aim and he it overextended and hit him with, it said, such a velocity that he couldn't breathe. He said, it's like getting the wind knocked out of you. The sting is so horrific that you can't get air. Have you wow. seen this film? No. The whipping, everything, the whipping is the hardest one that, 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 that I had to sit through. I was like, I don't know. I, it's, it's really difficult. Yeah. Oh, okay. He turned around to the extra and said, <laughs> he looked at the guy and I tell you, he said, I may be playing Jesus, but I felt like Satan at the moment. A couple of expletives came out of my mouth, which I mean, you can't really. Imagine getting cussed out by Jesus. I know. Exactly. <laughs> but not only this, not only did he get hit by lightning and struck by a whip, he also got almost completely crushed. Almost got completely crushed and had his um, 
uh, had his shoulder dislocated amongst other injuries whilst carrying his crucifix. Yeah, the cross was like dropped on him, and it was like it was like a hundred pounds or something. One hundred and fifty like pounds, yeah. 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 And, and it, he it got dropped on in because it, and also not only that, I've got a fourth thing. When he was up on the cross for his when they were filming, he was literally like it was twenty five degree Fahrenheit, thirty knot winds, basically naked in just a, like a loincloth up on this hill on his cross. Must and he got uh, he got pneumonia and a lung infection from the cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and also ended up filming most of the rest of the film with migraines because he had to get up at 2am to have all his makeup and stuff put on. Literally, it lasted about six hours to put it all on. And one of his eyes was like um, thingied shut yeah. because it looked from where like the thorns were supposed to have been sat on his head and he'd, like his eye was supposed to have been swollen shut. Mm. Um, and so he ended up with migraines for the rest of the shoot. Because, because of mess of his depth see. perception. Yeah. There's never going to be a sequel to this, is there? There was also some times when, uh, because it takes so long to put the makeup on, that he left it on and uh, just wouldn't take it off that night. Because like, he was like, I'll save myself six hours tomorrow. Yeah, I'll just sleep in it. Jesus. Literally, wow. in this case, yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, yeah so, so we were quite wrong on that one. George was quite right. So well, well, well <laughs> done. Indeed. Well done, you. Um, you never really hear of him anymore, though, do you? Well, this film ended his career. Really? No, yeah. that's not true. Oh. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it says on here. Well, he had a nice run on a show called Person of Interest in the United States for several years. I think it ended his film career. Oh. Uh, he found other way. He, was, he wasn't anybody really before this. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. he, I believe he's come out with some like right-wing, like kind of lunatic, like anti-vax kind oh, of stuff. Really? I don't really want to be getting to that no, sort of no, thing no, for the no, podcast, no. but yeah, so uh, there's some stuff there. I, I got that courtesy of a friend of the podcast, Reverend Bruce. So no, there we go. Uh, let's talk about, at the end of the episode, Georgia, you're going to get a chance to talk about our second tier of the Patreon. Yes. Oh, so we're going to unveil stay, uh, tier two. For tier one is friend of the podcast. Yes. Can, can we tell them what tier two is called? Yeah, I mean, that's up to you. Do you yeah. Tell so tier two, to? we're going to talk about best friend, best of, the friend podcast. of the podcast. Ooh. There we go. So um, let's do some shout outs. We got Griff from the Paul and Griff show for all of the love. Uh, a lot of love for peeps for the Halloween photo shoot. I have fun with that. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah. Was. A lot of Jansel and Bob fans, a lot of Rockford Peach fans. Uh, <laughs> Ethan was here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethan was good. I just wish he'd been here with us to yeah. take the picture. He was dressed as a cowboy. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that I gave Georgia access to the Instagram, and she went, yeah, I'll put some stuff out. I did. And has only released a picture of her. That is not true. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you swipe over. It's got them all on oh, there. Oh, does it really? Yeah, okay. it's a multiple thing. I just saw oh, that yours I put them. I even put them on in the same order that you put them on on the Twitter. Because oh, I was oh, like, oh, oh, I can't oh. be doing it. There it is. There's that one. Oh. Scroll across. There they all are. There's you. Wow. <laughs> These kids and their social media I don't really know how to uh, <laughs> really? do this. Um, also, we've got a Dwayne Smith love that we were outside of a premiere when we uh, shot our stuff. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. The closest thing we have to like the, the quick stop or whatever it's called. Yeah, I can't believe how well. God, I can't believe how well they came out. Yeah, they came out pretty well. <laughs> I, my, my, my my beard looks very patchy, but outside of that, it came across it was, really it well. Clearly, you had a it? great photographer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Russell actually says he knows that premiere very well. He's delivered mail there. So uh, thank you, Russell. Yeah, the post office as well, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Alex from Asian Finance just loved the Jay and Silent Bob. So I was like, thanks a lot, Alex. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Juline, for all the love, she just got Always. back from a wedding hiatus. Ooh. A bride-atus. 
Oh. Which sounds like bride ate us or bride <laughs> hate us. But no, she was off uh, having, having so our, our, again, one more time, our absolute congratulations to Julie. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably goes down to the PM. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, we've got uh, Ryan L. Terry. Continue to talk to me about Dune. I really should see Dune. I'm talking a lot of smack about a film I've never seen. I've heard good things. I've about, heard it's beautiful. Yeah. No one's told me great story. The Everyone's people saying are beautiful. beautiful. The sets are beautiful. I heard something about someone screaming as a ghost, and that's about it. Denny's Villeneuve is, uh, or Denny Villeneuve, sorry. I don't know if it's Denny or Dennis. It's D-E-N-I-S. Oh, so, okay. en français, Denny. Yeah. But, and Villeneuve might suggest. But he's the same guy who did the uh, sequel of Blade Runner. Yeah. So, like, very visually beautiful films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I hear the first one made a bit of a sting. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got I'm Danny from... Da- speaking of jokes that didn't land, Danny from It's a Musical said that George's Javert joke was lost on him as well, and he loves Les Mis. Yeah, well, I'll, it needs to be written down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mouse after midnight for the love. Josh, your next favorite movie says George is a superstar because she gave Beetlejuice the highest score. Oh, yeah. I like so, it. An, a number. <laughs> so, not the quality of what you do it's just it's just, just a number. rating so if i just give films that people like high numbers yep. then you're in they should definitely why do you think liam gives everything a strong something or other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um reverend bruce for so many things this week man he's active on twitter is he he is uh he rewatched clockwork orange Ooh. and said he found it less triggering he thinks he's getting desensitized to violence that would be interesting because i haven't seen it since 1998 I've seen 97 it. i've seen clips oh really okay yeah uh he's never seen passion of the christ so Ooh, there's yeah. george's sort of take on yeah. that yeah um and then uh hermes just as a side note to liam i think it was he was talking about romeo twitching hermes says dead bodies often twitch <laughs> now usually that's right after they die though not yeah. after they've been there for say, two that's days. Just, that's, that's muscle spasms as they kind yeah. of like... Yeah, exactly. The muscles literally decompress. I think you'd know a, a twitch from a, a movement, wouldn't you? I, I would think so. I'll take that in mind. I mean, that's a twitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russell the Postie uh, said, Roman Juliet's not usually his thing, he said, or, or Shakespeare in general. He likes Macbeth. But he, lit up, he did laugh out loud at three specific points of the podcast. Number one, Ian and Liam saying, Pete Postlethwaite. <laughs> 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 we didn't read it, did we? Yeah. Uh, number two, Ian saying that Ethan looked like a dead Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> he does. I stand by it. He does. And number three, it's, this is all me, actually. And number three, Ian sarcastic. Great. When George just said that Tim Burton had a voice role in the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> so just said. Uh, it was great. I said, thank you. That's great feedback, Russell. Uh, my sister, sister of the podcast, Kirsty, hey, says, can't wait to listen today. I save you for big sewing projects. Thanks for keeping me company. And she shared me a video. My my niece and nephew are doing this little fun-sized review show of their own. Yes, you mentioned this. <laughs> Theirs is much more literal. So they're hitting two fun-sized chocolate bars and then just like videoing them having like a little face-off and going, which one's better? I love that. Oh, that's so, cool. so far, it's 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 Uncle Ian's choice because there's one called Wonder Bar. I think we had Wonder Bar. I brought them back here once. Yeah. It's like full of ch- peanut butter in the middle and then yeah, just yeah, chocolate yeah. around it. And they went with that one. So that was the first one. So uh, to, 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 to my nephew. So, so to Oliver and to Felicity, Cece, 
uh, enjoyed it. Keep coming with all that great content. Get branding. Branding's yeah, yeah. the secret. <laughs> what do you what do you, you need to come up with there? You know, catch them on the flippity flop. All that good stuff. It was up against something called Crispy Crunch. So again, another uniquely Canadian. I did bring okay. that one back as well too. It's kind yeah, of I think it's, I recognize it's that like one. Willow Crisp. It's kind of I, yeah, don't know I, if you guys I think have, I probably like that yeah. one, but that's because I don't like peanut butter. Do so. you have bounties over there? They do, yeah. Oh, that's good. I love that. Yeah. Uh, most things, they probably do. Well, they don't have things like Double Decker. They don't have things oh, like... Okay. Double Decker's Double great. great. Twirl. Yeah. Things like Ooh. that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot we do have as well. I don't really know. Galaxy Ripple. Ripple. Like, like, Ripple, like yeah. Twix and Mars and, yeah, 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 yeah. and Snickers and all that stuff. We got those. Yeah, yeah, um, So, then... Marathons in my day. Oh, yes, yeah. marathons when I was yeah, growing up as well. You can buy them as marathons now if you really want to ride the nostalgia oh, bus. You? Oh, yeah. Wow. If you go to... It's only in Morrison's. Oh, really? Yeah, if you could go to Morrison's, it might, I hope it's still there, because it was, a, it was for a while. You could buy them, and it was only at Morrison's, you could buy them in multi packs that said, Marathon. That's oh, cool. God, I go back in there yeah. and have a look. <laughs> um, cool. What do we got here? We've got, uh, Pool Hall, uh, random word said by Hermes and Dwayne Smith. Be like them. Send us a gif of the random word to our well Twitter done. account at Best Film Ever Pod. So was that Pool Hall? Pool Hall. Oh, okay, because it, I don't know if it was accent or the fact that it was in through headphones, but it sounded like you were just saying Paul the name, like really exaggerated. No, keep in mind you were also here last week when we did some of the <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and I was like Paul, and that's why it clicked. But I thought you just went Paul. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Russell and Dwayne Smith also started talking about the genesis of the Dwayne Smith shout out. Yeah. And I'm just going, what was it? It was, it was organic. Like I think everything yeah. we, we do here, we just come up with something that we think is kind of funny. It just happened just, on the spot. I was just entertaining it myself, just I think. Well, Dwayne was one of the first to really get involved who wasn't linked to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so we appreciated that. We did. And so whenever he'd show up, we'd get excited that we had a regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because we did have some other ones. Alex from Main Street Finance. Julian was in very early. Carlo was in very early. Yeah, yeah. But Dwayne was the first one not to have a podcast who sort of... Dwayne and I think Russell the Postie was shortly after. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that's the genesis of where that came from. We were just really excited that we had, you know, Dwayne Smith. Dwight Smith. <laughs> so there we go. I think it's probably how it originally started. It got yeah, and then it got more, more branded. Yeah. See, Felicity and Oliver. This is what I'm talking about. You got to find these moments. Does they, Felicity they have moments. a nickname? Is she Cece? Cece. See, Felicity. Go by Flick. It's a much better so, Flick. Flick. Yeah. I'm not sure we really have that in Canada. Flick is a great shortening of Felicity. Okay. Flick. My girlfriend's yeah. called Flick. There you go. So there we are. Um, what do we have here? We've got, uh, oh, Dwayne Smith does say, did you pick up something called Rent-A-Ghost last week, Liam? I did, yeah. There's a mistake. Dwayne says that Rent-A-Ghost does not have Miriam Margoyes in it. Well, I, I hated it. I never really watched it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was never a fan. It just scared the living bejesus out of me, and I thought that she was in it. He's also given Ethan to give him permission to do whatever he wants with his name on a T-shirt, so we'll see if uh, Ooh, if something comes up from that perspective, yeah. Um, <laughs> Everybody listening will have their own T-shirts. Oh, <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um Rebecca Jade was uh, suggested, uh, who do you think you are, our Doctor Who thing, and then went on instantly to go, second this recommendation, these guys are quality. I was like, oh, thanks a lot. So Ethan works really, really hard on that one. So uh, thanks for that. We're all right. I listen to you guys a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Jeez. Appreciate that. (laughs) Um, We got Shoot the Flick for the Love, Ray from NBC. That's not before coffee for all the love. Chat Tsunami. I don't remember mentioning Chat Tsunami before, but twice this week they said we were a pod people should listen to and called us fine folks. 
fine folks. Thanks a lot, chat tsunami. That's very yeah. cool. Can we be part of the uh, finer things club? I, I Does would, that mean officially we can be? I would I would have to ask Chat Tsunami. It was their sort of claim that we yeah. were. Um, the Paul and Griff Show, of course. So Wizard for all the love. Uh, Movie Wars podcast for the love. Uh, our friends over at the Recasted Podcast who do great stuff. Check them out. And Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. I'd be remiss. He mentions us every time they do a show. Uh-huh. So thanks a lot, Ed. Thank Hope you. things are going well for you boys. And uh, on that note... Is it going well for, for, for Ed and fantasy football? He's doing okay. Let's talk about fantasy football really quickly. I am in second going into play today, and I'm facing Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews, who's in third, but my players are getting healthy. I, oh, no. oh. I am not lost anymore. Woo! Oh, oh, I'm okay. actually... Say it again. I'm not lost anymore. Acknowledge me. Yeah, acknowledge me. <laughs> I'm actually 10th. You're 10th? Out of 12. Yeah, you've jumped up. You've got two wins on the trot. Two wins on the trot. There we and go. I'm looking good. You're welcome. Moment. Yeah. yeah. Started that off. Well, George, you're trying to give me the. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a donation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't. And I, you, you almost beat me the week before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a uh, few. Fingers, oh, well, come on. we might get another matchup. Who knows well, this week? I was never very good at starting, but I'm a strong finisher. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Georgia isn't... How are you in seventh? I don't know. But you're facing the effing nerds who are fifth today. Yeah, and I, though, currently, as it stands, as yep. we record at half past seven on Sunday, I'm 71% oh, really? to, to 29 to okay. win. So hopefully I will win. Liam we'll is in 10th and was playing Alex, defending champion from Main Street Finance. What's that looking like? Oh, I'm just now checking. You are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ellie, who is first, is playing Griff, who is worst. Ooh. So that feels like it's an easy win for Ellie this week. He's coming back a little bit. I'm 63%. He's at 37. Is that right? Yeah. I am. Oh, I'm not doing well early on. Ooh. I am uh, 32, sorry, 37.63 underdog currently to Cheap Seat Reviews and Sean. So I need something to happen in that Dallas Cowboys game because I am in trouble. All right. So let's go ahead, though and talk about someone else who thought they were on a good run and got it wrong. Jack Skellington. Skellington. I do like that name, Skellington. In, nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Is that Tim real? Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Is there a real word called Skellington? Real word? Yeah. Well, skeleton? No, Skellington. Is there something like, I don't know. There's a I book called Skellig. So. No, Maybe what's that thing they Google. do with the, the Winter Olympics? What's that called? That's called a skeleton. That's called Skeleton. That's just skeleton. Just oh, like, just yeah. like the bones. Yeah, skeleton. Oh, I, I call yeah. it a skeleton. <laughs> Make sure you're correct. That's all. <laughs> Hit the button. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the context of the Number for Christmas. We also went ahead as a group and uh, watched the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. on um, that number for Christmas on Netflix. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's give that a go. We can add stuff in as we re- remember from, from that. Mm-hmm. Number for Christmas, also known as Tim Burton's number for Christmas is a 1993 <laughs> stop motion animated musical, dark fantasy holiday film directed by Tim Burton. No, that's not right. Directed <laughs> not by right. Henry Selick in his featured directorial debut produced and conceived by Tim Burton. It yeah. tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. As we've mentioned, directed by Henry Selleck, who would later go on to do James and the Giant Peach, Monkey I, Bone, I can see that, yeah. and Coraline. <laughs> Apparently, Skellington, I just had a quick Google, um, was used as an old English surname, but that is like the only other oh, everything okay. else. So it sounds close look. enough to Skeleton they used it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, cinematography know. by Pete Kosachik, who also, this was his debut, also did James the Giant Peach, Corpse Bride, and Coraline. So we can see there's a uh, team here. Yeah, there is in there. Uh, music by Danny Elfman, who, as we saw in our thing today, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Ugh. Summer School, Beetlejuice, Scrooge, Mars Attacks, Men in Black, Goodwill Hunting, wow. Spy Kids, Meet the Robinsons. From someone who almost refused to film a sc- score of the film. Boingo, boingo. Boingo, boingo, yeah. Yeah, he, the first one he, ref- he was going to refuse yeah. was this. It was going to be Beetlejuice. Yeah, but Beetlejuice like, comes first. The fact that he went and he almost and wasn't going to be wasn't going to score films. Going to score films, and now look at it. And then he's found his voice in it. Yeah, he's yeah, huge now. yeah. Uh, so, uh, as writer Tim Burton's upbringing in Burbank, California, was associated with feelings of solitude. Imagine that. <laughs> the filmmaker was largely fascinated by holidays during his childhood. Anytime there was Christmas or Halloween, he says it was great. It gave you some sort of texture all of a sudden that wasn't there before. So after completing a short film called Vincent in 82, Burton, who was employed at the Walt Disney Feature Animation Company, wrote a three-page poem titled The Nightmare Before Christmas, drawing inspiration from television specials like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas. Uh, he intended to adapt the poem into a television special with the narration spoken by an actor we'll talk about later, mm. but also considered other options such as a children's book. Uh, he created concept art and storyboards in collaboration with Rick Heinrichs, who sculpted character models. Uh, Burton later showed his and Heinrichs work in progress to Henry Selick, who was also a Disney animator at the time. Uh, Disney then, because of the success of Vincent in 1982, started to consider developing The Nightmare Before Christmas as a short film or a 30-minute holiday TV special. But the project stalled as the tone seemed too weird for the company. So Disney uh, basically fires Burton in 1984, (laughs) and then he goes on to do Beetlejuice and Batman. Can I just confirm, he doesn't list The Night Before Christmas as an inspiration for this on that. I think the title's the only thing you can really go off of that. What well, I think a visit, is, 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 isn't that what a visit from St. Nicholas is? Do you, want, do you want to look up, will, do you want to look up poem a visit from St. Nicholas? I bet you it might be the same maybe thing. Maybe it is, but I've never heard it. It's always uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas is at least how I've always known it. Lazy, lazy modern audience. Yeah. I'm guessing that this is what it is. I could be very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So uh, over the years, Burton thought about the project, and in 1990, he found out Disney still owned the film rights to his ideas. That would, would suck. We're so not going to make he, it, but we own your stuff. Did he give away that to them then? I think because he developed it, because they were looking into making it, what he does while being paid for it becomes part of Disney. They, oh, they okay. own it now. So you give away anything you do. Because they there. were paying you for it as yeah, part of the. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. while you were working on that, you weren't working on something else. Yeah, okay. So that sucks. Georgia, you give a begrudging nod. Am I right? Yeah, no, it says, A visit from St. Nicholas, more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas and Twas the Night Before oh. Christmas, from its first line is a poem that. Fer- a poem first published anonymously in 1823 and later attributed to Clement Clark Moore. Acknowledge me. <laughs> I just, these are moments I just love. I just sort of, it's like, it makes me feel all warm inside. <laughs> I just, I've never heard it referred to as that. That's, that's, that's okay. Can that head get any bigger? I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen the TV? The TV. Oh, the TV. New TV at the Studio of Awesomeness oh today. Oh my God, it's TV, a wall. TV is putting, yeah, it's, it's more like a, like a, it's a visual it's wall. It's a cinema screen. It's a cinema screen, yeah. It is. It's a cinema screen in portable For form. For a drive-in movie. <laughs> I, I think I like it. I think I like it. 
Um, I do too. There we go. I need to hear that. I need positive. Th- I always get buyer's remorse. So please let me know that it was I right. told you earlier, I want to see the Baywatch Aikman scene. <laughs> you do. Um, where are we at here? So uh, Burton's own success with live action films made Disney Studios chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg, who saw the film as an opportunity to continue the studio streak of recent successes in feature animation and add this to it. Uh, Disney was looking to forward the nightmare to show capabilities of technical and storytelling achievements that were present only previously in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a film that is totally eligible as well for the podcast. If it hadn't been this time of year that my pick was, that would have been my pick. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Walt Disney president uh, David Holbrook believed the film would be able to create a creative achievement for Disney's image, elaborating, we can think outside the envelope, we can do different and unusual things. Things that I would not say about Disney today. No. We think outside the envelope. We do different and unusual things. It feels like all they're doing now is that stuff you like. We've got so much more of the same coming they're your way. A little yeah. bit. Oh, it's more Pixar, though, isn't it? They're doing a little bit no, more. Pixar's of a, always their own sort of. Yeah, yeah they're Pixar doing not looking so much in the like American bubble and going elsewhere. But that's <sighs> yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Um, Nightmare was Burton's third consecutive film of a Christmas setting. Uh, I think Batman. Is it Batman Returns with a Christmas in it? Yeah, I think it has, yeah. And there yeah, was something I got else. Thing that was yeah. Christmas present to do with it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he couldn't be involved because he was involved with uh, Batman Returns. He couldn't be involved on a, on a regular basis. And I don't think he really liked what he referred to as the painstakingly slow process of stop motion. It is painstaking. So he approached Michael McDowell, his collaborator on Beetlejuice, but they experienced what I found in my research is called creative differences. Um, I will save a lady on the Netflix. Netflix special said that Mr. McDowell took his paycheck and snorted it up his nose. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. That, she yeah. very she clearly very says said she that. Does yeah, say yeah, that. he's on cocaine. Yeah. That's all he did. Yeah. He was supposed to be writing a movie and he was just doing coke. Yeah. So there we go. So that's known for him too. What's this? What's this? <laughs> There's powder everywhere. Powder everywhere. It's going up my nose. I imagine Burton walked in, got really angry, started shouting, and Elfman's like, this is great lyrics. I'm just going to write this down. Um, so instead, they uh, approached, uh, oh, I have her name here somewhere. I think I've lost it. Oh, no. Anyway, they just have like to make Carol, it as Caroline. Oh, Caroline Thompson. There we go. That's and that and that's Danny Elfman's girlfriend. Danny Elfman was hired because they thought they'd do a musical. And Elfman said, I've never done a musical before. And it turned out he said it was one of the easiest things he's ever done. Well, Writing the songs for this. So uh, they created a rough storyline and because they didn't have any script because he was snorting it. So they had to come up with a story. And uh, Elfman says he found writing Nightmare's 11 songs is, quote, one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. I had a lot in common with Jack Skellington. Um, and we'll talk about that maybe more as we go along. Um, and then when Caroline Thompson, his girlfriend, was brought on to write the screenplay, uh, Selleck stated there are very few lines of dialogue that are Caroline's. Yeah. <laughs> she became busy on other films, and we were constantly rewriting, reconfiguring, and developing the film visually. You get the feeling from the behind-the-scenes special we watched. They didn't get on. Not at all. No. 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 I have a feeling Caroline also says it. Tells it like she sees it. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, Selick and his team of, and this whole thing like took place in her house. Yeah, like large portions of it, which originally which was, was bought by Walt Disney for his sisters. By Walt Disney for his sisters. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Salak and his team of animators began production in July 1991 in San Francisco with a crew of over 120 workers using 20 sound stages for filming. Uh, sound stages would make you think this big, big thing. Obviously, it's much smaller. Yeah. Miniature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally. Uh, <laughs> um. So in total, um, 
there were whole, how many individual pictures do you think they took for the film? Oh god, thousands. Well, I was watching an episode of Taskmaster the other day where they had to take about eight hundred for like a minute and a half. Yep. I'm going to say stop motion. So five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, Georgia. Uh, how many minutes? What's eight time? Eight times seventy. Eight times seven is oh my goodness. Eight times seven is fifty-six. Fifty-six. So five. Let's just round up 60,000. 60,000? 60, uh, you're low, but you're closer. 109,440 oh pictures taking place. Wow. 12 frames a second. Now, traditionally, film is 24 frames a second. That's yeah, what yeah. gives it it's a little bit of that claymation feel to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, much like Coraline, I cannot take away from the artistry of the it's film. It's incredible. Oh. There are yeah. moments where I can't have to remind myself and go... This CGI. is something real. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is like people took pictures of this. This isn't this isn't CGI. It's not animated. This is people created this with like clay and puppets and stuff. And there's bits I saw during the movie that would look like real fire. Yeah, not the actual um, uh, Jack one. Yeah, but, um, that might have been added in post. Yeah, that that was. Yeah. That looked like it was. Yeah. But there are things where... Um, I want to know how they do Zero, because he's... Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's incredible. That is incredible. Um, so I didn't reminds me his... of the ghost of Christmas prayer, past, future. I didn't realise his Which nose was a pumpkin. Yeah, his nose is a that little was really pumpkin. Until the end. Yeah. So keep in mind, for each, like we said, for each second, 12 different pictures have to be taken. That's nuts. The, the smallest movement. So Selleck described the production design as similar to a pop-up book. He said, uh, when we reach Halloween Town, it's entirely German expressionism. When Jack enters Christmas Town, it's like Dr. Seuss. And that. then finally, when Jack's delivering pictures in the real world, everything is plain, simple, and perfectly aligned. Mm. This actually was the first stop-motion animated film feature, they, 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 they told us in this. Like, yeah. It's also the first stop-motion animated film to be rated PG by the MPAA. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I guess because of some disturbing themes. Yeah. yeah. Which they did tell us. They played it for kids, and the kids didn't get it. No. Uh, they said it was a disaster. Uh, I'm not, I don't know, what would kids feel today? They'd be more desensitized, wouldn't yeah, they? I think I they'd think so. like it a lot more today yeah. as um, a first viewing. Yeah. So originally supposed to be Walt Disney, after a terrible test screening, they pivot and they go teenagers and up, touchstone. and it's touchstone. Yeah. Um, but in 2006, it is re-released under the Walt Disney Banner. This and Who Framed Roger Rabbit are the only touchstone films that are actually now considered official Disney films. I was going to say, there isn't many of them because I know. So they're only Disney films when they're successes, you know? Yes. When they realize they can make a lot of money from them, they take them back again. Yeah. Um, they're not stupid. <laughs> so let's begin the deep dive. Um, there's a narrator, kind of. And when the film was first being started, it took more inspiration from the poem Burton had written. And Patrick Stewart was asked to read the extended poem, which was going to be used <laughs> for the start of the film and the closing narration. Could you imagine? Monologues were unfortunately cut down and trimmed even more before be eventually being given to someone else to read. And that was Edward Ivory. Stewart's version is recorded. And if you listen to the film soundtrack, you can listen to it there. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. That is cool. So we start off with a song. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 I mean, this, this is a musical, right? So this, yeah, is, your, yeah. this is your bonjour. 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 Yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mm -hmm. Except for instead of provincial France, it's Halloween, Halloween town. town. Yeah. So here's all the characters. Mm -hmm. And we're going to finish probably by introducing you to 
our lead, which is generally what happens. Mm-hmm. But we do get moments of Oogie Boogie, Sally, and the mayor, who I think are probably three yeah. of the bigger characters. I just want to say how I love the glare. You like the fl- yeah. lens glare that was You there. love lens flare. Oh, you I do. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I saw references to Pugsley because there was this kid in like a striped jumper. It, it like felt Pugsley. like Pugsley Adams. Yeah, yeah. And like a Pennywise ripoff, I felt. You got the, the clown with the tear away face. Yeah. yeah. Here, like, I thought that was like, a, like, gone like an without it. a trace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, whatever the creature is who's in the shape of water. Now, this came way before, <laughs> but, but that, sort of, that sort of visual has been done before in the other fish movies. monster. Yeah. yeah. So we meet Jack Skellington. Uh, let's start with Danny Elfman, I guess. Yeah. Because mm. I had both names down, but I didn't know the order in which this occurred. Oh, okay. So Elfman records all the demos. Yeah. And then he sends them off, and he kind of tells Burton, I really kind of want to do this. And Burton says, you got the part. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. You got the part. And so he records it, and his singing's really good. <laughs> Apparently his acting's not so much. Um, I would have loved to have heard some footage. They didn't play that for us. Yeah, me too. He seems a little bit strange himself. There's a weird story where Tim Burton sends uh, Elfman's girlfriend home to like fire him from the spoken role. (laughs) That's that's a bit low in it. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Now it it didn't it didn't stop them from working together for the next like two decades. Well, no, why would you? But there is a thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he's fired from the speaking roles, and they bring in um, Christopher Guest. Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. Yep. Well, they showed his picture on the documentary. Did they? Mm. Oh, they yes, did. they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, it's it's really weird to think that you know he is he is that. But yeah, yeah. yeah the idea was you got to match the singing voice, which is really quite it's, quite odd. It's done really. Oh, well, it's really though. well. I wouldn't like, have thought it was different people at all. You can't oh, tell no, it's different no, people, no. No, no, no. no. Um, Elfman also voices one of the trick or treaters who are working for Oogie Boogie. Mm. Is it Sp- Sprock Locket or? Prockett, Spock, Lock. They've got weird names. It's not Lock. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, the clown with the tearaway face um, who rides a unicycle is also voiced by Elfman. Oh. Uh, in the original poem, the only characters that existed were Jack, Zero, and Santa. All the other ones have been made up for the movie. So at the end, when we talk about whose movie is this? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really, it's really, no, no, not, not the characters. Although we'll do that. Oh, okay. But who should get credit for this movie? Oh, I see. There's I see. a lot of there's a lot of people. Probably it's it shouldn't more a, be titled Tim Burton's. Absolutely, it should Christmas. not. But why did no, they no, do no. it? Because he was the biggest director in Hollywood at the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Tim Burton and uh, Danny Elfman experienced creative differences during this film, and this is the reason why Burton chose Howard Shore to write the film score for Ed Wood. I think the creative differences, or he fired him and sent his girlfriend to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but who remembers Ed Wood? Ed Wood's pretty much no, like Tim Burton's worst film. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So Elfman's like, oh, lucky escape. just thought you were just shortening Edward Scissorhands. No, <laughs> no, no. I didn't no. even know. Scissorhands became Wood? No, I thought just like, because he's Edward. I uh, he oh, Edward. Oh, yeah, yeah. His Ed name was Ed Despite Wood. pushback from Disney, Disney wanted to animate Jack Skeleton's eyes. Yeah, right. And give him like this. the like like the big like cartoon like irises and all that stuff. And like he's a skeleton. Pushed... Exactly. That's yeah. what they said. It's a skeleton. Yeah. So we can make the size of the holes in his head big or small and try and help them create mood. Which is very cleverly done as but well. But we're not doing we're not doing more to that. And they kind of give him eyelids as well. Because when he shuts his eyes and stuff, he, yeah. he opens and shuts his eyes. Oh he opens and shuts his eyes, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I guess that's probably a... they kind of soften it a bit. Now think they? about what that means. Yeah. That means a different head for each of these. Oh, 
But not only that, a different shot for every tiny little movement of that eye. But not a shot. Also, a different head for each of those. And a, th- a lot of the time, the like the, some of the clay okay. features so are heads still movable. Do you think they? Oh, I see where this. I is might going. have that at the end of the end oh, of the thing. Okay. So they, they can use the same head for like yep. several little bits, but they'll move the eyes or they'll adjust could, the smile. Those sorts of things. Could you imagine if it's your really cool. only job was to make Jack's heads? Be pretty standard, wouldn't it? Yeah. Probably really bored. Really I have a feeling this is for a certain type of person. It ain't me. No. I couldn't do stop motion. Uh, no, no, I couldn't. Um, Jack was originally supposed to be dressed in all black. But you need, you need he went to see Beetlejuice and was like, look, I need a black and white suit, mate. Uh, the reason for the famous pinstripes, it was Selick who gave him the pinstripes. And the reason for this is it was to make him stand out because yeah, early yeah. on, we said that Burton wanted it in black, white, and orange. Only colors you're allowed to use. Yeah, and the black suit was bleeding into the background. You couldn't distinguish who he was. And you need him to pop, don't you? You need him to pop. So the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. We meet the mayor, who's famously got two faces. Yeah, Harvey, which is a, a brilliant commentary on politics. Absolutely, if there was one. Played by Glenn Shaddix. He's a. He played Otho in Beetlejuice. Oh, the big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He actually looks a bit like him. I don't know. He's a. I think uh, he does. His voice is almost the same when he's the happy version of himself. Oh, happy, yeah, yeah. definitely. And then we meet Sally, played by Catherine O'Hara. No. Yeah? I did not even hear Catherine her Catherine O'Hara, uh, Georgia. Uh, Kevin from Home Alone. Oh, uh, yeah, and in Beetlejuice. And in wow. Beetlejuice, yeah. So, so she's a collaborator with them as well. Yeah, she seems to show up a fair bit. She does, doesn't she? Sally was originally supposed to have trouble walking. However, the filmmakers changed this because they thought Sally looked drunk. Uh, however, it's shown that Sally walks more stiffly than the other characters. Uh, in 2013, O'Hara participated in Danny Elfman's music from the films of Tim Burton. She came on to perform Sally's song from the film. She received a standing ovation when she entered the stage as well as when she left. Aww, that's lovely. And it is literally just called Sally's song. Yep, Sally's song. It doesn't, it doesn't have another name. Uh, and then the dead and we find out that she continuously is like poisoning her scientist creator slash captor. Yeah. Uh, and the scientist uh, is chasing her off. Da, 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 da. And the scientist is uh, often referred to it's uh, twice by name in the script as Dr. Finkelstein. But in the uh, script, uh, sorry, in the credits is only referred to as evil scientist. Yeah. Ah. This is, you ever see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Yeah. You see the old guy who, one of the parents who had like a, like a rug? Yes. That's who this is. No. Yeah. yeah. He had the cigar guy. Yeah. He's always oh, talking yeah. like this. That's it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He grates on me. Well, sort of this character. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Jack, he's had a successful Halloween and seems uninspired. Yeah. Okay, great. It's what I do. Yeah, been there, done that, bought the been t-shirt. Been there, done that, t-shirt, mm-hmm. purchased. <laughs> um, <laughs> as they walk by, there's a street band. Not an E Street band, but a street band. I and, love the street band. Uh, when they played around, there's a man inside the bass, and the yeah. man inside the bass is modeled after Danny Elfman. Oh. Just I can as a see little that, having seen the, yeah. Having seen the yeah, special yeah. now, yeah. where he looks like discount, you know, American Elton John. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That red hair dye is a brave choice. <laughs> That's someone who doesn't want to be like aging. Being 60 is. and choosing, like, proper ginger hair. Yeah. Yep. Hey, that could be me. That could be you. Um, <laughs> it will be you. <laughs> Sally, watches, ginger, Sally watches Jack walk around the graveyard. And uh, before we talk about what happens there, like, there's a love story in this, kind of. Yeah, that didn't really come... And Jack has no interest in None. it at all until we're 90 seconds from the end of this film. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's just Sally going... 
Oh, Jack's great. Yeah. yeah, she's the girl with a crush and the guy who doesn't know she exists, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who she is. One of my yeah. biggest issues with this film, again, it's it feels it falls into the Frozen and Minions category of and Lilo and Stitch of, oh my God, the fans took it way too far. Or, because it, it has less okay. like cult following and everyone's oh, does, like, yeah. oh, Jack and Sally, they're the best. And I'm like, uh it's it, yeah no I, I just don't like Jack's it. doing his it. own thing the whole movie yeah, yeah. The whole you thing. see you see them plastered everywhere it's like people have like yeah. if they, people have got tattoos they've got tattoos of Jack and Sally yeah right? I think and it's, it's just, people, people who have an eye it's kind of like they feel about this film the way Jack feels about Christmas like he sort yeah. of saw it once kind of got it wrong and now is telling everybody that wrong thing that <laughs> you, you could not have summed it up there I know yeah, that is literally it mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. well, <laughs> there we are we do acknowledge no, you get to go you're right then I go alright oh okay fine then you're like yeah no, alright <laughs> <I was>, uh, <laughs> alright 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 uh, yeah I'm alright alright all right. so we get this uh, we meet Zero of a Dog I love Zero of a Dog how could you know Zero is great yeah and we hear a song jack's lament and this is the classic shot from the front of the vhs <laughs> cassette tape i've got written here you can also talk about the movie poster if you want it is it is of uh, a song can counter that classic i want song and that's yeah. from what disney princesses generally do you know i'm all musical characters yeah yeah I mean, this the is a bad song in the wait, thing if, if this is halloween this is you know bonjour mm. bonjour this is this is her singing about you know she wants something. Yeah. What is I it? Want what is it? In the great white somewhere. Na, 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 na. Same song, but yes, you're 100 percent right. The, the words change. Those were yeah. 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 So she gets that Orvis is you know Ariel singing about being part of your I world. Yeah. Oh, so you, you put loads of Disney songs in for me to like do little riffs on, and I'm still ill. So yeah, I right, sound right. like awful. Um. So sound great. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I should say you're right or not. She getting upset when people say that. <laughs> no, right. no, you're absolutely fine because I know I sound horrendous <laughs> at the moment. Um, however, it could also count as an "I am" song, associated not just with princesses but other characters. And Jack also describes how much he's adored and well known by many for who he is and what he can do. Get a load of the ego on that oh, guy! No, oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> then go to hide away from people. Right. <laughs> go and buy a seventy-five inch TV next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn straight <laughs> with these aspects found in the song it would make jack's lament a unique combination of the two song types um he says i have swept the very bravest off their feet uh during this point a statue of the scream by edward munch can be seen oh. Do you know the scream like yeah, 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 the one yeah. that looks like a dog if, yeah. you, if you think about it yes i suppose it does yeah um, and there's also a point during the song where Jack alludes to uh, Hamlet, where he takes his own head he off does. and speaks to it like a last poor Yorick. <laughs> I knew him. Yeah. Um, Sally says she feels sorry for Jack, not to him, of course, just behind a gravestone, and returns home with more deadly nightshade, for she was without an arm. That is apparently how a scientist is going to keep her around. Because he's got her arm. I've got your so arm. So why can't she sell her own arm back on? She's not got, because she's not got her arm at this point. He took the arm he off. He took the arm with her. It's not like she's like, I can't be bothered to sew my arm on. He's just taking it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, kind of like a deposit. <laughs> when you come back, you get your arm back. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know. You think he... She can't get into too much trouble. She's, I, lo- she's, she's armless. I don't <laughs> You stitched me up right there. <laughs> you think he'd stop asking her to, like, make him all of his food and drinks after she's poisoned him? Well, he does. Well, why do you just... He completely yeah. forgets about her halfway through this movie. Yeah, well, why don't you do it sooner? Yeah, I don't know. Because he says, well, like, the first time we get it, I've poisoned my food again. Yeah, but- Sally's like... He says, Sally, this is the second time you've run off. She goes, no, three times now. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. 
I'm not being funny. If he had half a brain. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being funny, neither was she. Um, the next day, the mayor's off looking for Jack. He's humming. He's humming, this is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, he goes mm-hmm. up the steps. Yeah. And we can see the two faces, and he knocks, and he goes, come on, Jack, I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions <laughs> by myself. One of the better lines in the... In the in, in, yeah. I'm not the script's not strong, which I think the the, the documentary explains why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There isn't much script either, though. No, it's 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 largely it's all visual. Well, I I think it's the director said basically the script is just to get you from like song song to song. song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack's been walking all night, and he's someplace new. We watch him; he comes across doors that we saw earlier in the movie, but we get to look at him in a little more detail here. Where do the other doors go? Liam was trying to track him down. There's seven holiday doors. How many can you get? Thanksgiving. Yep. There was, uh, a, you say what? So Thanksgiving, there was a turkey. Uh, yeah. Christmas. Uh, Christmas, we do see that. He goes into Christmas town. Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. We see hearts. Um, there was a St. Patrick's Day one. Oh, yeah, there was. There was a four leaf clover for yeah, St. Patrick's Day. There That's was. four. Uh, there was Easter. Uh, there oh, was there Easter. Was. We do see that with the Easter egg. I was oh, sorry, with the Easter bunny getting kidnapped, but also because there's, there's an egg. eggs on the door. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's Halloween town. Six. Uh, and ooh, last one. seven's a bit more iffy give us a, a visual uh okay uh, you'll get it a red white and blue firework oh yeah fourth oh. of july yeah was my, my notes said it could also be british bonfire night no it wouldn't speaking of which bonfire yeah. night was last night it so was. yeah well, I, technically it was two days ago but we yeah. Were, yeah we saw fireworks went and saw fireworks uh i was sitting there going in the midst of, uh, of everybody, because there were probably a good couple thousand people, uh, but in spite of being around with everybody who was sort of there, I remember, uh, and the big, and the fireworks going off, I remember just saying to people, like, think back a year ago. Yeah. Like, this would have been unheard of. See, I did the same thing, because I went to another one on the Friday. Yeah. And I felt really uncomfortable how many people there really was. Oh, really? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. We were outside. We were... I yeah, didn't, but I was it didn't outside. feel particularly squashed. I felt... I, I think felt, part of it's because I teach, and I'm just I like... I squashed. I'm like, all I do is see people. Yeah. And yeah. I tell people all day long, put your mask on, and they don't do it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, if it's going to go that way, it's going to go that way. I mean, fireworks I are in, probably not going to be the way I get it. I work in I an hope. independent school where no one wears masks, so... Yeah. In the thousands I saw, there was probably three people wearing a mask. Oh, there wasn't a single person wearing a mask, I there think. Was, I saw one. Okay, yeah. But that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I think that's why I kind of had to snap myself out of it. But, uh, you know, so far, <laughs> knock on wood, everything's gone all right for me yeah. so far. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just snotty. It's not kind yeah, of I'm just snotty. <laughs> you get to the end of the podcast. You listen to the podcast. I'm, I'm just degraded. <laughs> I don't feel good, guys. Mr. Stark. <laughs> As he goes ahead and Jack Skellington, back to our movie, goes to turn the doorknob, you can see the reflection of everything in the doorknob itself. So cool. I like that. Hardest shot to get in the film, they said. Yeah, I'm not surprised because it's like mirroring that. and then his hand appears and it, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, right. it's the perfect surround reflection of the forest. Yeah. Like, I, don't know I should imagine... Forever it was probably quite a lot bigger than the rest of the stuff. Oh, like, for sure like it would be, yeah. would be like, like you, an you, actual you, you human can, size You hand. can shoot however big you want yeah, to because yeah. it's all about, you know, yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I really like stop motion animation, like Wallace and Gromit and stuff. I don't particularly like the stories oh, they tell. It. I hate but it. But I love the, uh, the artistry behind it. I think it's amazing. Well, once I stop and think about it, I'm like, oh my God, this is sensational. Yeah. Like Wallace and Gromit, I like the thumbprints and stuff you see. I, on I, the, yeah, here's you still my issue. see them on the cloud. Here's my issue with stop motion is it's so impressive visually. That you get lulled into it. The problem with stop motion is because it's so difficult, they want to show off what they can do visually, and that takes it away from the type of storytelling I tend to like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like so, the evil penguin in Wallace and Gromit. Because so much of this film, even here, was visual. 
Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's all visual for me. Yeah. So um, we go ahead, and he goes into Christmas Town, and we get a song, and it's called "What's This." What is this? It's uh, just what's this? Is apostrophe. There's there's there's, there's powder everywhere. <laughs> it's going up my nose. <laughs> That's it. You're out of here. Uh, yeah. So this is Jack. Uh, a couple of cute little moments. I mean, he's around Christmas Town. If you've seen it, it's it's, it's a wonderful song. It's, it's a lovely song. It's someone who's seen Christmas for the first time. And I, 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 one thing I really enjoyed was Jack as a snowman, so his skeleton head on top of the bits of the snowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then other parts where he's both equally awestruck. And then ADHD yeah. at the same time. So he's stopping to look at the minutiae of one thing. And then like he has to run off because he's, he's like just like puppy. everything is going on. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. What's this? What's this? It's, it's, it's great. So I really like, I really like this. It's a, it's a yeah. lovely, lovely scene. How many times does Jack say, what's this in the song? What's this? I'm sure I had this as a quiz once. Um, 12. We're trying to get the podcast into three hours. <laughs> it's a short film. Uh, I you have to think... sing this. She's literally trying to sing no, 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 the whole no, no, song. No, I was singing the whole song. I was singing like one chorus to figure it out. I think there were because I think there's about nine in each of them. I'm going to go with a multiple of nine, and I'm going to say thirty-six. And you said what, Liam? Twelve. You win this one. It's eighteen. Oh, so it was a multiple of nine. Look at that. Uh, so then we don't see him leave. We just see him come back to Halloween Town everybody's gathered in the town square and the mayor's going, there's only 365 days until next Halloween. So he goes, 364. (laughs) Sally's making a a different scene. She's making like a potion. Yeah. And I have to have to remind myself that she's pouring stuff in and things are popping out. This is stop motion. That's crazy. This is not animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great visual. The scientist is waiting for lunch as he literally picks his brain. Um, <laughs> I wasn't grossed out by that until you said yeah, that. Yeah, he was literally <laughs> doing that. And then uh, back to the town, Zero is uh, come to signal the return of Jack Skellington. How did he get back when he fell in? They I, show you him coming back from different he, ones, and people get like you like fly back up like tubes or go into like little like doors and apparently things. if you can find any gravestone. Yeah. You can get in, it looks like. Oh, okay. Um, Jack's back. Where have you been? He's like, call a town meeting and I'll tell everyone about it. And the meeting's about Christmas. And the mayor officially endorses Christmas as an activity. And he's the guy who saw something, came back, explained it badly, and went, now let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Explain me another thing. I'm a bit confused why the town follows Jack. Jack is the pumpkin king. He's the pumpkin king. Most scares. The, the, the success of Halloween is based, based around him. Even the politician clearly needs Jack as a figurehead oh, to help okay. him win favor with. It. He's the man of the people. Oh, okay. So what Jack wants, if it keeps him happy, if doing Christmas means he'll do Halloween next year. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that now. Here's my question: Does Jack is he getting this wrong, or is he making this up to win over the people? Sandy Claus. What's the deal there? He's a ferocious guy. He he starts his explanation of Christmas by being genuine about it and like how he feels, yeah. and then they the crowd start chanting back things that are like twisting it to so making it more Halloweeny, and he goes, "All right, give them what they want," and then turns it into this more gross thing. Okay. Oh, is that why the toys and presents? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I did find it hard. But then, to why does he go out there with the? If he knows what the Halloween Christmas really is, yeah. Why does he willingly go out there with a piss poor version of it? Because he knows, he's, according to your logic, he, he knows. He, he starts with the genuine, and then they don't, they're just not listening, so he, he goes with the piss poor. 
Right, but then why make but himself why, the face of the piss poor Christmas? Yeah. Why not try and fix to do it, more? it anyway? I don't, I don't think it matters to him. No. He's he's doing Christmas whether it's I don't think it's film matter anyway. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't really follow what was going on to be fair. Word. <laughs> uh, Jack swatting up, he's reading books. So he should know better. He's reading all these books. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make it make sense and he can't because he's not from Christmas town, he's from Halloween town. The scientist has locked up Sally. She did try she did have this like ladle like the spoon with yeah. like holes in it to try and trick him into drinking which worked but i don't know she didn't really get out and do enough uh jack stops by as luck would have it the um the scientist's house um sally's house to borrow some equipment for an experiment uh jack then borrows a bunch of stuff and he's me in science class just getting everything wrong yeah i'm me he tries, to, out, man. he tries to make a folded up snowflake. It's a spider. That was that one legitimately made me laugh yeah. out loud. That was funny, yeah. Which again, it's not animated. I gotta keep reminding myself. That's, crazy. That's oh yeah. Um Sally jumps out of the tower and it seems like if you were locked up against your will, this would have been a really good thing to have tried much earlier. Yeah. There's a giant window in your room, then you can survive the fall from it. Interesting. I think she seems to only now be figuring out that she can, like, take her arms off and sew them back on herself. Yeah, yeah she sews herself back up, and that's that. She's got that all sewn up. And you're probably thinking, well, at least she got a good head start from the scientist. No, within 30 seconds, he's dropped by to see if she wants to be let out and discover she's gone. But does it matter? Not really. Nope. Uh, because Jack is, meanwhile, trying to figure out the math behind Christmas. I did appreciate the chalkboard. And all of his Trump formulas. The, the open fire chestnuts as like a bracket, oh, really? a bracket yeah, equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I loved and how they did the handwriting. On the yeah, the handwriting on the chocolate. I don't know how it did that. That was clever. Um, and he gets the first ever Uber Eats delivery. chocolate macho brownie uh and that's a very specific advert that's very that's that's only in the uk here Uh, and then sally has a he loves me he loves me not flower that then turns into a christmas tree and then the christmas tree then lights itself on fire i don't know if this was a magic thing that she caused a spell on or what no it's it's her vision that's her vision that's her vision that's how she knows that jack's gonna screw up christmas weird uh, then Jack starts talking to three kids, and Liam goes, "That sounds like Pee Wee Herman." Uh, Locke is played by Paul Rubens, otherwise known as Pee Wee Herman. I said to you, you didn't did, I? You did. God dang it! Uh, that's why I've got my notes. Sounds like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> uh, Jack talks to the three kids. The mayor goes, "Oh, Christmas will be spooky." And Jack goes, "Not spooky, jolly, jolly." The, third, the girl one is Catherine O'Hara as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, uh, that's cool. The boys are told, don't tell Oogie Boogie about it. And this felt really late to even be bringing Oogie Boogie into anything. But yeah. wait, because they're going to have to wait even longer still. And the kids say, we won't tell. And then we close up on the fingers crossed behind their backs, which again is not animated. I got to keep reminding myself. <laughs> the kids are going to kidnap and torment Sandy Claus. And then Oogie Boogie says, Sandy Claus. And he laughs in this like evil way. I take it he's the boogeyman. Yeah, that's what I. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Still, we have still haven't seen him yet, though. So he's always an idea. He's a shadow. Yeah. Um, organizing Christmas. Jack wants Sally to make his Sandy Claus outfit because she's the smartest, and that means she should make his clothes. Yay, feminism! <laughs> uh, also, have you seen her dress? That is just rags sewn together, guys. Come on. Yep. Yeah, she'd make herself a better thing. Yeah. Uh, she's had a. Why would vision. you trust her if she's not that good with a needle? I don't know. She's she, had lots she of practice. She sews herself together, doesn't she? Yeah, we're not, we're not great, though, is it? Um, not seamless, is it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> she's, she's had a vision that Christmas turns out terrible, and the kids interrupt this by thinking they've captured Sandy Claus, but it's the Easter Bunny. 
Yeah. Which we found out not in the original or secondary script. That was something the director added later. So would these people from Halloween Town not know what a bunny rabbit is? Easter bunny. No, because I've never been to e- Easter Town. <clears throat> I'm going to challenge that later in the film. You're right. The movie tells us they haven't, and then the movie decides to go, well... Because the script's all over the place. Yep. <laughs> no one knows. Um, then we go to uh, Building Reindeer. Uh, the scientist has given up trying to contain Sally. He's hanging out with Igor now, it seems like. Ugh. Got a new guy here. He's not even remotely interested in Sally. No. So that Just was, like that. That was easy. Yeah. Yep. I need ingredients. <laughs> It's like last week when like Ben Volio just clears off, and now we've got some other guy hanging out with Romeo. Yeah, uh, thirty-five days to Christmas, but then we have the song "Making Christmas." I think it was called. Um, things are going wrong in fundamental ways in Halloween Town. Uh, the three dead reindeer have come to life, and we got lots of cross-cutting between Christmas Land and Halloween Town, and that was cute to go. That was nice, yeah. In case you didn't realize how wrong they were getting it, they were, we should probably. <laughs> Should probably show that uh, what Christmas is really about. <laughs> so they get the idea that skulls and death are a bad thing. That's it's not great. Christmas season. It's a great idea, Mr. Burton. Well done. <laughs> I don't think that it's necessary that it's a bad thing. It's just not the right thing for the moment. Uh, we see the sand snake from Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> and, In a Christmas tree later. Yeah, and the song ends with One Day to Go. And we meet Santa Claus for the first time in the thing. Originally, this was supposed to be Vincent Price. Oh. So Vincent Price, who plays the... Uh, the scientist in... The scientist never says her hands, yeah. But he passed away, didn't he? Yeah. So according to Henry Selleck, uh, the director, uh, Vincent Price was supposed to be... Then after the death of Price's wife, uh, Price himself, his health began to fail, and his vocal performance was very frail and weak. So they actually recorded it, but they couldn't use it. It was that bad. Oh, I'd still love to hear the recording, though. So uh, it led to the role being recast. Uh, only and the film was premiered only 16 days before Price's death. Wow! And the film's first U.S. wide release was four days after he passed away. So um, the three amigos have now shown up to properly kidnap Santa Claus. So by my math, it took them 34 days to find the right door. Yeah, because they were now going. We're gonna go get him. They did. Yeah, that's true. It's like that meme. 34 days later. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> um. Jack tells Sandy to take the year off. Um, she would call him Sandy Claus. Uh, and the kids are taking Sandy to Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Uh, Christmas Eve, for some reason, the scientist has cloned himself for some conversation. I think he makes the sexy lady at the end. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. The conversations we'll have. Maybe that's, he was in love with, actually, we talked about the, the, the proposed ending that might have, you can see a lot of that maybe in the start of this. Yeah. This is where he gives half a brain away, isn't it? Yep. Uh. Half the brain away. <laughs> uh, three kids put Santa through a sewer pipe, and we get into Oogie Boogie's uh, world, Oogie Boogie played by Ken Page, and we get the Boogie song, and it's visually amazing. I will 100% yeah. go behind that again. It's a great, like, this has to be the inspiration for What's-His-Name's song. In, Dr. Facilier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got to be an inspiration yeah, for that. Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friends on the other side, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's a burlap sack. Filled with bugs. Which, well, we don't know that yet, but yes. Oh, no, the bugs come out of his mouth and things. Well, they come out of his mouth and stuff. I didn't realize he was full. No, my point, I never hit that. Um, Gross. It is very gross. Uh, Jack was off on Christmas Eve. And this whole thing, we didn't mention it, but there's this bit where he's trying to figure out what Christmas means. And he kind of decides, screw it. If I can't figure it out, why shouldn't I be Santa Claus? Yeah. That makes no sense. (laughs) He makes no sense. Well, that is like about face later. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, you can tell it was just songs with nothing tying it together because he gets from one place to the other with very little reason. Yeah. Um, and then we've got um, then the fog comes in. Oh, because the mayor's going, he's the meanest, he's the baddest, and the fog comes in. Goes, oh no! And the kid who's like Pugsley goes, there goes Christmas. <laughs> Starts crying, which was great. It's yeah. Sally that causes the fog as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I noticed that. She takes a uh, fog breath out of one of the... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. Out of one of her jars and she puts it all out so that he can't go. Which is great because you get this bastardized Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There was zero. With zero, which is great. I love zero. Zero's yeah. the incorruptible for me. I love yeah. zero. And then the Sally sings her song, Sally's song. And she's got a bad feeling about Jack. She wants a romance. And I've got my notes. Why are we rooting for this? We have at no point seen that Jack's interested. So I'm going to, for all these people who want to reimagine Disney yep. things and go, oh, it's wrong. She always ends up with a guy. And yeah, yeah. No, why, why does Jack not get any agency? And we just go, oh, just make him fall in love with her because that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit shit. Because she's 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 basically Winona Ryder in in Beetlejuice. She's a little bit damaged. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's become she's become an avatar for you know people who find themselves being maybe a little bit on the outside. Mm-hmm. To go, this is me. It was kind of speaks to what you were talking yeah. about earlier. It does. It does. It yeah. does. Yeah. I define my Jack. It's the same people who are doing it with um, Harley Quinn and the Joker. Yes. Yes. And not course. realizing it's an abusive relationship. I said mm-hmm. it was very Harley Quinn and Joker. Didn't I? You did mention that actually. Yeah. 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 I didn't get what you were on about, but now I do. Yeah. Um, and so Jack is delivering presents. And why does Jack want all of this? Here's my issue. Why doesn't Jack want to bring Christmas, like Christmas Day, to Halloween Town? That's what I thought he was doing originally. But instead he's like, I want us to be the, the elves. Yeah. And make the toys. That's that, that weird. That confused me. And now they're aware that there's a real world. Where was the... Where was the, the, the I think they know about the real world because that's where they go and do Halloween. I would have more if they had kept Christmas coming to Halloween Town. Yeah. Why'd they have to go off and do what they did? I don't know. Like, why, why couldn't he just do like his, his like... Because he wants to take over. Why couldn't he do his like little version of yeah. of uh, Christmas that's or Aldi version of Christmas <laughs> in Halloween Town? Or Trader Joe's as we found out. That's where I thought it was going. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's some nice bits where, and we never saw any of the adults' faces that got mentioned as we were watching it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah it's cool. It's very Charlie Brown. And the parents are like, Charlie what is, Brown. and this is all stuff they use in the trailer. Because I, I remember the trailer, or at least the home video commercial. Yeah, yeah. And what did Santa bring you, honey? And it's just the kid lifted a shrunken <laughs> head out of the box. Uh, Jack continues to get it wrong. The sand snake ends up underneath the tree. We have decorations and presents that attack. And the police are being called about Santa Claus. And I'm like, they got radio from the real world in Halloween Town? What are the rules to this place? But I guess if there's... They, yeah, all of the, the different towns, the like holiday towns, all visit their, uh, like the real world on their respective holiday to do the stuff. And yeah, they spend the rest of the year preparing. But why, would, why would Christmas, if they haven't exper- experienced Christmas in Halloween Town, what... Because they don't go to the real world. They only go to the real world on Halloween and that's it. Yeah. You're thinking there's one world, which is the real world, and yeah. each one visits yeah, yeah. Independently, independently. Yeah, at their time of year. Okay. Fourth of July world feels very like, what are you doing? Just making fireworks and like eating they're, hot dogs? They're just so preparing what? hot dogs, Jeez. drinking Bud so, Light, so and why? wrestling alligators, because it's actually Florida in Fourth of July world. So why have they just experienced Halloween in Halloween Town for one day? Because they do day? it every year. Yeah, but one day every year. 
Yeah, Halloween is one day every year. Yeah, but you said they go to the real Yeah, they, world. they went to the real world on like 31st of October and they spend the rest of the year prepping for it. But they just had their Halloween in the Halloween town. Yeah, hasn't, that, that, hasn't that was that day. Two, how do they be in two places at once? They, they don't. On Halloween, they're in the real world. I'm confused. Yeah, I think it's just the idea that uh, apparently everybody around knows about Halloween Town, and when Jack comes back with the information about the date, even that lets them kind yeah. of have access to that world if they so choose. Look, if you're looking for logic in this film, <laughs> I got news for you. I can't find any. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying. Uh, then we get. Uh, oh, where are we at here? Oh, Jack notices the searchlights because they've called for searchlights now, and Jack thinks it's them saying thanks. It goes very World War Two here, does it? Yeah, that's okay. how I feel. Do you know with the, the commentary and the, the lights? Yeah, the lights shoot them out of the air. Yeah, I guess very, so. It's very World War Two. Elsewhere, Oogie Boogie's tormenting Santa. Sally tries to save Santa by using her leg. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really weird sexual thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It reminds me of the bit in Shrek where the <laughs> ugly sister puts her leg around the thing to like distract them. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the third one? I don't know. It probably is. The third one sucks. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, but he's she's caught by Oogie Boogie, who you know starts like 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 touching the leg. He's like, ah, yeah. Like, what? What is this? But surely he must know who she is. I don't know. He stays in his lair. No, what he does? He just yeah, everyone else seems to know him. Jack is hit out of the air by a rocket of some sort, and the mayor starts a public funeral. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, it's horrible!" But like, he's giving it's horrible whilst he's blasting like it from get, his horn oh, in yeah. his car. I do like how he get caught though. Oh, uh, Jack! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on the on like the grave place in the in the graveyard. Yeah, he? yeah. He's caught by like this like statue, statue of someone catching. <laughs> yeah. him. And he's laying in the arms, and he realizes he done screwed up. But Zero brings him his jaw so he can start singing. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. He does, he does. <laughs> and now he's once again was like, oh, I've realized my mistakes. I am once yep. again the pumpkin king. I've got some great ideas for next Halloween. And I'm going, what's happening? He's gone, oh, maybe this isn't flopped. for me. I've realized I've made a mistake. He's hit that yellow button on the ro- Roadcaster ah, Pro. No, there's no way. And he's gone, there's oh, no way. man. <laughs> there's no way. I actually really liked doing Halloween. Do not try and explain this away with that bit of no, script. No, 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 no way. No, no, Georgia, no. <laughs> he's going back to Halloween Town because you can do it if you go through any gravesite, which we found out now. Yeah. Like, we're just making the rules up now. They are making up as they go along. Uh, Oogie Boogie is going to kill Santa and Sally. There's a great shot where you think that Santa and Sally have been killed and you've flipped the, the same, like, um, I don't know what they call it, a table. That's yeah, been, yeah, yeah. It pops back up and it's got... Um, it's Jack doing the... Jack. like one of your French girls pose. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a great kill shot. Uh, oh, I said that already. Uh, they pull the yarn off Oogie Boogie and it's just a bunch of bugs in the oh, shape of Oogie Boogie. And it's so queasy. gross. And yet, like, each of them have the individual spirit of Oogie Boogie. They're all a part of Oogie Boogie, yeah. That's weird. And then one of them gets stepped on by Santa, which I liked. Yes. The last one, yeah. Um, so originally, as we saw in the, um, documentary, um, Oogie Boogie was going to be a disguised Finkelstein, the evil scientist who would admit he was doing this because he was jealous. Sally would choose Jack over him. That hints that Sally might've been more of a love interest rather than a daughter. I didn't get a daughter perspective out of it. I just got a slave out of it. Yeah. I I got, he wanted to be with her. Yeah. The ending was changed as it came out of nowhere with any real setup. (laughs) So, the producer, Tim Burton, hated the idea so much, he reportedly kicked a hole in the wall after hearing it. I'm guessing he didn't hear many of the other ideas in the movie because oh. they also came out of nowhere with any with a serious lack of any setup. 
<laughs> I'm not being funny. This film would have been completely different if he wasn't working on Batman. If he Batman was, returned. if he was there and could have police, yeah, 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 you're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, he's preoccupied, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, the, the, the reason I'm jumping ahead because I want to say this at the end, but I'll say it now. The reason why this is considered a success is the, is the IP. It's the character. Mm. Oh god, yeah. It's the character of Jack. It's the character of Sally. It's the aesthetic of of the drawings, and then it's what's this? Yeah, that's it. it. That's it. It's literally how once they realized actually people were watching it on like video and DVD. Yep. It's how Disney then managed that to monetize it. Yeah. Yeah, how do they monetize the image of it without ever actually having to talk about the film itself? I mean, it's incredible funny. what they did yeah. with it. Yep. But, if it hadn't been yeah. called A Nightmare Before Christmas, so it had that Christmas and Halloween theme to it, it would yep. not keep coming around time and time again. Yeah, I agree. Um, Santa says there's still time to save Christmas. Why? Because he's Santa Claus and he then fixes everything. And he shouts out, Happy Halloween! To which point I'm like, Yo, Santa, it's still December 3rd, 24th, buddy. Yeah. It's not Halloween. <laughs> no. Because Jack goes, Merry Christmas! And I guess it's them realizing yeah, this, yeah. this is this movie should have been called Stay in Your Lane. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> and we have a reprise of, What's this? What's this? There's cocaine everywhere. <laughs> Going up my nose. <laughs> um, and there's some, and some vampires play ice hockey. And I said, you guys see this? Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, uh, it was supposed to be the head of Tim Burton on the ice. That's hilarious. Ah. But one of the producers told director Henry Selleck Burton wouldn't like that. So it was changed at the last moment and reshot with a jack-o'-lantern instead of a head. Selleck later said he believed Burton would have probably been okay with the idea and regretted not asking him himself. I think yeah. he would have been. And then we've got, oh shoot, we got credits in three minutes. Make this a love story. So <laughs> Sally is <laughs> by the VHS cover shot. And Jack <laughs> wants them to be a couple now. Just, just because like yeah. we haven't had one moment where he looked after her after she leaves. No. Even in his lament song, at no point does he go, nope. I should give Sally a call. Nope. Like, none of this. Mm-mm. Stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, 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 he goes, we're simply meant to be. And I'm going, are just you like really? That. Just like that. How, how are you meant to be? Yeah, because you haven't they been anything. Like, Jack's been wrong about every single thing in this movie. And everyone, oh, no, now that he's seen the light, he's right about everything now. Do you know why that's meant to be? He followed in her footsteps. Well, this is where we sort of get, <laughs> that's funny. This is where we get the idea that in, in the real world, in a sense, it's funny because both, um, um, oh, what's the guy's, Danny Elfman went, I'm Jack Skeleton. That's yeah. my story. But director Henry Selleck's going, I'm Jack Skeleton. I'm Jack Skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the woman who... Uh, who wrote it? She goes, I'm Jack. She goes, <laughs> she no, goes she said, I'm Sally. I'm Sally. I know. It's a I story know. of our relationship. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, everybody. Which everybody I think is why, is I think is why it is so successful because everybody sees themselves in these yeah. characters. Of course yeah. they do. Yeah. Of course they do. So uh, an alternate ending I've got here is because they were kissing their all the credits. Uh, an extended version to the film heard on the soundtrack album. Many years later, Santa returns to Halloween Town to visit Jack and finds that Jack has four or five skeleton children. Oh. How uh, we don't know who the mother is. <laughs> I say, like Sally's like literally sewn together and there's bits of cloth. So. I don't think that's going to work. No, no. Um, um, so whose film is it? And that's the question: is we're not talking about you know which character do you like the best or whose story it is. But whose film is it? And there's a controversy because Henry Selleck is the director and spent more time in the set than Tim Burton did. Tim Burton spent a couple of weekends. It's the not Tim of it. Selleck spent two years, but Burton had the idea. Yeah, I know, but. I want to okay, find the original poem with, that it's based off of. Then well, I could come up with a character, couldn't I? Yep. Right. Um, Smoking Joe. Sure. Right? Smoking Joe. Sure. Right. Isn't it? And, 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 and <laughs> I've got. I can't this character. Smoking Joe is a cowboy who's a roadie, yep. rodeo rider. Right. 
and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can take it and go, I've made a story out of this. Yeah, but if you... If but it's your story, not mine. It's based off your character, though. You've got the original idea. And the original idea was, we've got Jack Skellington. He wants to become Santa Claus. He gets it wrong. That's the original story. Which is kind of what happens here. It's not Tim Burton's story. It's the director's. Well, technically, it, it, it is like he gets the story credit. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> he did bugger all here. Oh, he does. Um, Burton claimed he's the owner of the story because it was his idea. He wrote the original poem and most of the script, created the character, served as a producer, even wanted to direct, but was just too busy at the time. Pop culture has accepted the film as Burton because the heading is Tim, Tim Burton's Burns, Night Before yeah. Christmas. And it looks I did Burton-esque. not know that he was not the director until I did some. Oh, so we did Coraline. And then I discovered that he didn't direct Tim Burton. I'm like, how has Tim Burton not directed Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas? Mad, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Burton does reinforce the fact that Selig directed the film and is often annoyed people don't remember him for that. I got news for you, Timmy. If you don't call the film Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll, they'll stop making that mistake. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Selig said it's, no, it's as though he laid the egg, but I sat on it and hatched it. He wasn't involved in a hands-on way, but his hand is in it. It was my job to make it look like a Tim Burton film, which isn't so different from my own films. When asked about Burton's involvement, Selleck claimed, <laughs> I don't want to take it away from Tim, but he wasn't in San Francisco when we made it. He came out five times over two years and spent no more than eight or ten days in total. Exactly. I'm the director. I made myself laugh because <laughs> I'm a Selleck. I was just thinking about like the analogy like with the like laid the egg and sat on it. It was like it's like the like male and female role in making a baby isn't it <laughs> like technically it's an equal split because you need two cells but actually so for the record you're calling um you're tim calling burton tim burton daddy sperm, yeah and you're calling yeah Henry so Selleck, like mommy. Egg. yeah all right fair enough <laughs> yeah well they already used the egg analogy you really just kind of suck it and just went human with it i did but like i think it's more appropriate because of the amount of work that actually yeah. just sitting on an egg isn't Dog, oh, okay, he put so much work into it. Yeah, yeah, he was responsible for that. Selleck. Eighteen or maybe twenty-four million dollar budget. Yeah. Okay, why did they greenlight it now? Why didn't they just go look, Tim Burton? You're busy. Do it next year. They want to be the Tim Burton business. If he so wants to do it, it now, they're going to do it now. Yeah, but he's, he's not available. I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's do the BF the BFE show, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we do the podcast without you? Can we can we still call it Ian's best film ever? It's not going to be it's the Ian's same. best film ever. Ian's best film ever. Ian's not on it. He's going to tell us what to do. But you like, are the main ingredient of this podcast. So Tim Burton was the main week. ingredient Cheers. of that film. So him not being on it, yeah. How, how can he be the? I mean, we do see it. it. Still takes place all the time because you often see from executive producer Steven Spielberg. Yeah, a Joe producer. McCarthy film. What do they really do, executive producers? They take a couple of meetings, a couple of phone calls, and give some advice, and that's it. And fund it a little bit, maybe. No, not even that. No? If well, anything, if anything they're going to get do money they, the other way. They just make money from yeah. them. They fuck all that. Bugger all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to swear for you. Yeah, right. um, so in 2001, Disney wanted to produce a sequel when they stumbled upon, you know, how well it was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not use stop motion. They wanted to use CGI. Burton convinced Disney to drop the idea. He said, I was always very protective of The Nightmare Before Christmas, not to do sequels or things of that kind. He said, you know, like Jack visits Thanksgiving World or other kinds of things because I felt the movie had a purity to it and the people like that because it's a mass market kind of thing. It was important to keep that as the purity of it. 
In 2004, there was the Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge as a video game, which served as a sequel of the film. <laughs> but it was, and Capcom did go to Burton for advice, and it did have the film's art director, Dean Taylor, I believe, uh, acting as collaborating with the video game. In 2009, Selleck said he'd do a film sequel if he and Burton could create a good story for it. In February 2019, it was reported the new Nightmare Before Christmas film was in the works with Disney considering ever stop motion or live action. In 2019, uh, Chris Sarandon expressed interest in reprising his role if a sequel film ever materialized. But in February 22nd of just this year, 2021, it was announced by Disney Publishing that a sequel was being given to a 93 film in the form of a young adult novel which would be written by Shay Earnshaw and feature Sally as the main character and be told through his point, through her point of view with events taking place after the film. Oh, okay. I got to say this, Disney, do that with all your live action remakes then. Just do just do <laughs> yeah. young adult novels because I don't want any of these. Yeah. And that is that. So assuming we're still getting an advertisement, I think it's a good place to stop for that here. And yeah. very briefly, We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. And we're back. We are back. What a great sounding advertisement that was. Insert oh, ad here. Brilliant. It was. It was. I <laughs> definitely want that product. Me it's, too. It's, it's not. It's, it's a podcast. I definitely will listen to that who podcast. Talk, who talk about movies? Well, given that they are paying us, I will say, go ahead, give them a shout if you want. <laughs> I'm not going to openly like go against them here. No, no, <laughs> no. Just no, in case no, Podbean no. take the money back. I'm no, just messing yeah, on the no. fact that I don't, haven't actually ever heard the advert. <laughs> yeah, the adverts are pretty high quality. We need. We need. We need to redo ours. We should. I think we listened to like, release it like twice. I mean, it's not yeah, like it's been a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an advert. We do. We Liam, do. Liam and I knocked it out one day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Just like that. Just it was, it was, yeah. We did something like, it was something like you weren't around and we needed something to go out like the next day because we were doing <laughs> an, an ad swap with someone. So that was it. I think I've said with the two people total and all the time we've done stuff. Yeah. Mm. I think I'd have a laugh listening to it back. <laughs> there we go. Um, so there is that. So it's time for the end game. Liam, it is that time. Do you have a random word for us today, buddy? A random word. Oh, you do. He's ready this week, I'm folks. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Georgia said it. Okay. Chalkboard. Chalkboard. Yeah. I say chalkboard. You said about the chalk on the board, you know, with the writing, the equations. Oh, chestnuts yeah, yeah. and open fire. Chestnuts and open fire. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. use chestnuts and open fire, but I thought That's chalkboard. four words. Yeah, yeah. chalkboard. Chalkboard. Two words that have been made into one. Yeah, yeah. chalkboard. There we go. Uh, so I think I should hit the button. I don't know if it's this one. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now, and it was the right button. So um, money, $24 million budget. Originally supposed to be 18 then yeah. went to 24 How much does it make? I'm going to say 58 58 Georgia? Uh, they told us in the thing, did they? It made it about 50 so 70 They gave you the domestic. Uh, so you're actually close in the grand scheme of things. 91.5. Oh, hang on. Ooh. That's also including re-releases. Uh, okay. So I'll include that. Okay. 91.5. Because once you have it, if you can actually get people to pay to go see it in the theater again. Again, yeah. Knock yourself out. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. merch. Oh, the merch is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Well, we never really talk about merch or else Star no, Wars. No, no. We'd have been here all day. But Jesus, yeah. yeah, I do know that they've released plates like China plates that have got a picture of Jack Skeleton on that well, just say Bone Daddy. And yeah, so, <laughs> you know, um, this was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, nominated for a Golden mm-hmm. Globe for Best Original Score. Not sure I got the score. I mean, it's just a lot of what's this over and it's over again. A, yeah. And this <laughs> is Halloween. <laughs> this, yeah. So how many puppets? were made for this film puppets 
So is that all of the figures? They count those all as the puppets? figures, but not individual interchangeable parts. Like so not all the, the Jack Skellington heads. Figures, okay. Um, so I guess individual characters, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. or I imagine the Jack with a suit is different from the Jack with the Santa Claus costume. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Mm, blah, 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 Forty. Two hundred and twenty-seven. Whoa! Fuck off. Oh, I forgot about all the children and adults. <laughs> yeah. In Jesus. The real world. Yeah, when you go in the real world, when you go yeah. through through Christmas town, individuals. Yeah. Totally forgot all about them. <laughs> how how many Jack Skellington heads were made? Three hundred. Okay. Five hundred. Split the difference. You're both the equal part. Four hundred oh, wow. heads. Wow. That's mad. That is mad. So, uh, whose story is it? It's Jack. Jack's, isn't it? Jack's, Jack's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's literally about in, Jack. Is anybody really going to tell me it's Sally's song? I think they uh, want me to think it's Sally's song, but it's no, not. No, no, no. The headphones Jack's. think it's Sally's story. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know why they're here. <laughs> Random extra headphones I was going to put away when I moved around. So many today. headphones all tangled up. Yep. I actually like this new setup. I think it's great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to the it feels more organic because you can look both of us now. I, I used to always look towards you and I have to look left and yeah, look right. Yeah, yeah. So as long as we keep it to three people in studio, we're good. We're all right. Yeah, yeah. I think I need a more comfy chair though. I might invest in a comfier chair. Yeah, me, me too. Because I'm, I'm like because because of how the table is, I'm like kind of yeah, yeah to look at you. I'm not right. on the chair properly. Well, we can move the table a little bit or whatever we need to do. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so here we go. A conversation for not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Sorry, right, we're trying things out here, folks. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so what is the story? I mean, I think it's, I really do think it's stay in your lane. The now, story I, is, I haven't got a frigging clue. I think the story, the message is appreciate what you have. Yeah. So I think if it's Tim Burton, it's the idea Don't that if. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, I imagine Tim. Tim Burton and TLC. I'm sure that was on his playlist when he that was. Is, uh, that is the story of this film. I had the story of his film as if, if you're like a weird little kind of morose yeah. loner. Like, that's cool. Like Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. I had this yeah. him going, this is who I am. I can't be like the. Ma- like, what's, what's more Christmas than Disney? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like big, bright, everybody loves it. If you're a little bit weird, that's okay too. Find your people. Find yourself. And he 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 did obviously. He, he found the people that still okay for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, George, you want to start us off here? Role of women. Um, intangible. <laughs> I mean, she like <laughs> what she do. <laughs> she, <laughs> She's created by. She's always going under a knife yeah. as a slave. Um, she has some jurisdiction because she's like, "Bitch, I'm escaping," but she's okay. not very good at it. Yeah, but when she's running, she's she gets- she's literally being like locked up. But when yeah, she's, run, I mean. yeah, she's yeah. literally the possession of a man. Yeah, I know. It's re- she she tries to be like, no, I'm 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 not. I'm going off going after this other man. Is she the only real female character in this? But other when- than <laughs> Sprocket, Locket, or Brocket, which everyone's yeah. female. Yeah. But when she's running away and she doesn't get too fast because she gets a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uses her leg as a sexual object as well. So oh, yeah. She's not. She's not great. And then it's become this, like, like we said, like this, like, like avatar yeah, yeah. surrogate, whatever, for like girls, girls who think they're like counterculture. Okay, yeah. answer this yeah. question for me, right? You know when Santa Claus is chained up by yes. Oogie Boogie, right? Yep. You know she's using her leg, right, which moves yep. independently. Yep. And her hands move independently, right? Yeah. yeah. The two hands are off her. I don't know how they like float. I have no idea. How does she sew her hands back on? Don't think about it. <laughs> Someone else does it for her. It's fine. She does it with her toes. <laughs> I rest my case. 
She's like, wouldn't it be great if we had like interchangeable moving pieces? Yeah, that'd be a really cool trick to use yeah, later again in the, we in the film. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> no. Um, that's the secret. They just molded her hands back together. Later. There we are. Uh, she was she was aware. She's like the Deadpool of this. She knows she's made a clay. <laughs> um, favorite character? Who? Mm, Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. I like Oogie Boogie. I, I had to perform the vocal performance yeah. of the actor who played yeah. him. Uh, I'm going. I don't normally do this, but I'm going for the lead character, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I just thought uh, visually, he's actually quite an interesting character. Yep. And you do your eyes are drawn to him whenever he's on screen and he's doing stuff. He's it, like, yep. It's him that you're drawn to. He is the iconic figure for this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sally looks too much like Corpse Bride, which yeah. will come out to be yeah. a movie years later. It's yeah. like, how many ideas you got, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> uh, True. Maybe if you showed it to Sam Fran, you'd have realized you used this one already. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going to go honorable mention to Zero. Zero is Zero good. Is yeah. good. Yeah. But it's got to be Jack. Yeah. It it's got to be Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George was yeah, after picking Oogie Boogie. Well, no, I was, I was trying not to just do the... But yeah, it's yeah. Jack in it. Best moment, best element. I mean, the, the artistry, I can't. Yeah. I think we're all going to go, the artistry is incredible. Oh, the dedication amazing. is incredible. So well yeah, done to everybody yeah, involved. Yeah. Uh, Outside of that, best moment, best element? My favourite bit. Did you notice when they did the footprints? No, yeah. I didn't, but I believe that it would have been. That was so good. Yeah. I should imagine they'd have done Again. it literally with like little bits of ground moving out from underneath. So they, it, yeah. Oh. You know, I again, like you, I had to keep reminding myself, this is stop motion animation. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. You know? And you're just like, what? My mind boggles. It's incredible. I really like uh, the first two songs, and then they get a bit. I've, I've, I guess it's probably because I've heard those ones the most, but then I get a bit non-memorable. Well, what about yours? Your favourite element? My favourite element? I like Jack's reaction. It's going to spoil something else. I like Jack's whole reaction to being in Christmas Town. Yeah, it's lovely. I felt the wonder and then the sense of this is great. Mm-hmm. Explains the first half of the movie. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know what happens in the second half of the movie. He has some sort of ego trip and then goes like, Somehow turns into, why understand can't I it? have it? But he didn't yeah. earn it by letting me see, see enough of it. So we're I can't understand it, so I'm going to take over it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, since we're doing, we're going to release this on Talking to Mickey. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about favorite song, which is something we used to do all the time there. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, this is Halloween. Oh, really? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This is Halloween. <laughs> I don't know what the song is called, but it's the first one Jack sings. Uh, Jack's this? Lament. No, it's oh, Jack's, Jack's Lament. Lament. Uh, okay. I like that. The one where he's walking around wanting... More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want more. I like that. I want to be where the Christmas trees are. I actually I actually thought to myself, because I'm not really a big Tim Burton fan, but I like the soundtrack to this. Okay. I, I Some songs really sort of, I was like, ooh, hello. Uh, mine's What's This. Yeah. Yeah, they came back to it. They, they did the, big, the whole reprise at the end where everybody sings it as well. Because yeah. they see the snow and then they, they, then they get it. They get what yeah. Jack got. But it's an idea. You have to see the, the authentic. You can't mm-hmm. see a copy of a copy. How did the snow come to Halloween? Santa brought it. Santa brought it. Oh, good lad. Yeah, yeah he flew over and was like, see, happy I, Halloween. See, see, I watched this and I, I'm just kind of lost. Yeah. Uh, so let's do this part then. Grumbles. Okay. Uh, story or lack thereof. Coherent. Yeah. 
I'm with you on that. I was so confused by this movie. Yeah. Visually, I was stimulated by this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, yeah, where was this? I just kept asking too many questions while I was watching it. I was going, well, how does that work? And how does, why, why is that? Oh. The number of notes I have for a film that's 80 minutes long is actually really quite quite ridiculous. And part of that's because it's so much song, song, song. And songs have so much stuff in them. Yeah. yeah. Um, this film needed to be 20 minutes longer. As yeah. much as I found the pacing to be really slow, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it still needed to be 20 minutes longer because you needed to have... I need to explain you need to get from so point much. A to point B better than they did. Yeah. Or 40 minutes shorter and cut Sally out of it completely. Well, just make it a, just, then just make it a 30-minute TV yeah, special, yeah. which would have been great. Jack goes. He tries to do it. Yeah. Brings Christmas back. It doesn't go well. Santa saves the day. We realize who we're supposed That's to be in life. Basically, what Ethan said in his... He did send me a full thing. And he's oh, like, did he? Yeah, yeah. He basically said... Um, oh, sorry. His favorite element is the music. He really likes it. Uh, yeah. It's a perfect tone for a mix of holiday mysticism as well as spookiness, not drenched in horror whilst being campy. His little grumble is that this film could literally be 45 minutes short about uh, four, but it's slow. This film could be a 45 minute short film, but slows its pace down the second we get to making Christmas to focus on Sally and Oogie's, Oogie's kids. Oh, the, the, the yeah. thingy people. Yeah. So, and his favorite character is Oogie Boogie. There you go. There we go. I, I knew that. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, we're not going to. Is this anybody's best role ever? Nah. Is Danny Elfman actually. Well, no, but that's the thing. We, 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 we never. Yeah. We, if it's something they've done, we don't no. really talk about it. Exactly. Uh, no, I'd say it's no one's best role no, ever. No. No. Um, so, I guess that takes. Paul Reeves, whatever his name is. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, he's good, Mystery Man. Oh, I don't like the guy. Uh, well, I don't like him either. He's a good mystery man. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our critics. Uh, well, not our critics. The critics first, yeah. Georgia. The critics. Uh, I've got uh, Kenneth Turin from Los Angeles Times says, uh, part avant-garde art film, part amusing but morbid fairy tale is a delightfully ghoulish holiday musical that displays more inventiveness in its brief 75 minutes than some studios can manage an entire year. Uh, so he was a fan. Um, <laughs> Anthony Lane from New York has said this full-length animated movie was shot shot in stop motion with all the febrile, twittery fascination that that the medium exerts. It has magic toy shop feeling with unexpected objects stuttering into life. So he was mainly just on about the animation, which, to be fair, is definitely the best thing in it. Um, and then our good friend Roger Ebert Ebs. Uh, said, working with gifted artists and designers, Burton has made a world here that is as completely new as the worlds we saw for the first time in films such as Metropolis, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or Star Wars. So he likes the world building, basically, that's happened. Again, no one comments on the story. <laughs> yeah, what did, what did Ebs give it out of curiosity? Ebs gave it uh, three and a half out of four. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our critics and see what they came up with. Starting with friend and neighbor of the podcast, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. Hey, I can't vote. I've never seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> but last year I did watch a documentary about the behind the scenes of the making of the film and finding the original props. Such a clever film. The animation looks stunning. We'll try and watch when my son isn't awake as it may be too scary. Um, friend of the podcast, our resident postie Russell. Hey, 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 Mister Postman. I've just seen it for the first time and thoroughly enjoyed it. The animation looks absolutely first class, and I love the imagination, songs, and the subtle humor all the way through. Watched it with my youngest daughter, and we'd both give it a strong eight out of ten. You're stealing my lines. There we are. That's going to be a T-shirt eventually, isn't it? It is. I give it a strong. <laughs> insert number here yeah. um, 
sister of the podcast, Kirsty says, hey, uh, I was stoked for George's pick this week. This is the first Christmas movie I watch every year, usually in the first week of November. I remember Ian not being impressed when we watched it as kids. <laughs> I'm eager to hear his thoughts now. Hashtag Team Zero. I think you've heard my thoughts, sir, Kirst. Um, we're all Team yeah. Zero, they say. So. Yeah, we are. Uh, Alex from Main Street Finance says, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a great film because of the work that went into it and how radical of a film it was at the time. I rate it highly for those reasons. The story for me isn't the strongest. Great plot, but questionable execution for me. I, I don't know what to say there, Alex. You just said no. the story wasn't the strongest, but then it's a great plot. Yeah, that's a contradiction, but Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of feels like you went and saw Halloween and tried to explain to someone else, or Christmas, or whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks a lot for the feedback, buddy. Yeah, um, thank you. Friend of the podcast. Haven't heard from me in a while. Uh, you owe me some beer, buddy. It's Lestat. Yay. I need, uh, need, some, more, need some more Baker's Batch. Here. Baker's Batch. Uh, it says, Night Before Christmas is one of Disney's best movies. Oh. It's, re- it's ever released, ever. Bar none, ever. Here's a shot. Lestat in with a hot take. Uh, <laughs> and that Danny Elfman appeared on both Weird Science Night Before Christmas is amazing. Both soundtracks are bangers. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> it's totally a Halloween movie, not a christmas movie i'll just say this it's called the nightmare before christmas not the nightmare after halloween uh, just saying yeah, yep. just saying friend of, well, what would you say would you say it's a christmas movie or a halloween it's movie about taking over christmas uh, it's both in it. it's based in it halloween uses, town but it, it the story is, is based around christmas yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, it's it's just really close to the Grinch that stole Christmas in storyline, so... That's what I, that's what I was saying just before yeah. we went on, Mike. There is videos of someone who went and visited the Grinch live-action character and Jack Skeleton and, yeah. like, made them talk to Skellington. each other. Skellington. Yeah. Made Skellington. Made them talk to each other, and it is really, really funny. I'll try and find that out to tweet it, because it is it's hilarious. Griff from the Paul and Griff Show says, Saw it for the first time last Christmas. Uh, enjoyable enough film. Sadly, just found it being just an okay film. You're a mean one, Mr. Griff. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not saying I disagree with you. Buddy. Oh, no, me either, me either. Oh, yeah. uh, a friend of the podcast, Carlo, Lolo, 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 says, I'm not a huge, huge fan, but I like it a good deal. It's colorful and vibrant and a lot of fun. On Second Watch podcast, say, the film is pure magic. From the stunning stop motion, looks incredible even today, to the score of it as a masterpiece. It's the perfect Halloween Christmas movie that's the thing like you can tell it's stop motion and i mean that in a good way because mm. in a world where everything's possible yeah, yeah you yeah. look at this and it looks different from that it doesn't look perfect it yeah, looks yeah, yeah. it looks like it what happened happened mm-hmm. which is great it is. yeah absolutely julian from it goes down to the pm says this movie is a great christmas movie brackets all the action takes place during christmas therefore i feel it's a christmas movie hey we're with you on that <laughs> yeah, one absolutely. she we says are. i love halloween and it annoys me that christmas takes over the stores in august i feel like my favorite holiday is invaded i love that the uh, nightmare for christmas flips in and christmas is invaded instead uh so wizard podcast who are gonna be live at the rhode island comic con good for you guys oh, yeah good say it's legit classic the story songs and animation are all top tier it's overexposed now so people shit on it no one remembers it when it first came out disney wanted nothing to do with it for years friend of the podcast Hermie says the level of depth detail and artistry needed to accomplish stop motion is one thing but then using it alongside timeless music an original quirky story and then bridge the gap between team halloween and team christmas didn't even mention tell you what i'll just leave it to you guys 
Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, that's my point about how it needs to be 20 minutes longer. Of course, it couldn't be 20 minutes longer because that was time and money. That's and another they, year. They, they, that's they, another year. That. They had to beg for six mil. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, friend of the podcast, our poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> I watched this. I first watched this in November last year, although I really enjoyed it. I did find it a bit strange. I'm pretty sure Ian and Liam won't like it. <laughs> He's not wrong. There's a reason he's an OG. Uh, The (laughs) animation's incredible. The music is great. I think it sits equally between Halloween and Christmas. It's very clever. Also, Jack Skellington is an iconic character. No arguments here. No, exactly. Uh, And from the Film Effect says, uh, in my humble opinion, it's great. Although I'm curious to see where all of you are on the film. I'm a big fan of all the Halloween stuff the movie displays, though I do think it's a tad overdone with the general population in general. Looking forward to hearing the episode. Keep on keeping on. P.S. I'm in the Department of Nightmare Before Christmas being more of a Halloween film, but there's room to share, so I can respect those who see it as more of a Christmas film. Thank well, you for being a moderate, Ed. Yeah, um, the stat agrees with you. <laughs> Danny from It's a Musical Podcast says, I love this film. The songs are great and live rent-free in my head all year long. The perfect November movie to bridge the gap between Halloween and Christmas. What's this and Making Christmas are my favorite songs by far. I think it's gorgeous and the stop motion's well suited to this film. As real Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith says, Jack is iconic. I have a Disneyland pin and so much jack merch because i am forever a little seen child uh and then there's a reply to hit the nail on the head as well with that yeah yeah like that is that is like little emo kids over so much more relate to jack he says i love the nightmare revisited album and fallout boys cover of what's this is brilliant also furthers my claim that every christmas movie needs Catherine o'hara in it my sole criticism doesn't need to be a romance between jack and sally it feels shoehorned in i'd love to hear your thoughts on that i hope you did (laughs) because totally agree yep uh, i do also think george has made a great choice between this and Anne and the apocalypse i have two favorite seasonal november movie musicals so thank you danny um friend of the podcast uh let's get ready for some yeah. confessional because it's <laughs> reverend bruce Just a small note. You're going to want to listen to the end of this one. Yeah. (laughs) The code is going to be good. He says, I'd never seen this. I was prepared to not like this since I'm no fan of Tim Burton. However, it was delightful to watch. The effects and stop action were sensational, but then I couldn't figure out the meaning. Uh, His wife, Katie, watched it with him, said, you're not supposed to. That's a cop out. Yeah. That's a cop out. Sorry, Reverend Bruce. Cop out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. You go. It's okay. It's like Howl's Moving Castle. It doesn't matter about the story. No. <laughs> just, just, just appreciate how colorful it was. <laughs> so this only had black, white, and orange. So you know, friend of the podcast, neighbor of the podcast, Kev Dog. Hey, hey Kev Dog. We need something for Kev Dog. We on do. This one. We do. Can we have a dog bark? Can we record Pippin barking? Oh, Pippin barking. Yeah. It's not. Uh, Pippin dog. Pippin docking. Pippin barking is not nearly as cute as I think you imagine it to be. No, but like it's just to mock Kevin because he doesn't like the name. Okay. Kev dog. Kev. Kev dog. It's in his Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's only because he like get, gets called it so much. Oh, okay. Anyway, Kev dog says. Nice uh, to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. Says I watched this film uh, this time last year. I was expecting a big thing due to the hype. However, sorry, Georgia, I just didn't like it. I'm a Tim Burton fan, but just didn't think this lived up to the hype. Ooh, uh, and then finally last up <laughs> the fj podcast who says they got to see a test screening of it in burbank about a year before it was released wow. even in a rough form one could see its genius but i'll never understand why they cut out patrick stewart's narration hmm. yeah the answer is always how do you make a movie better 
More Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that's the answer. That's absolutely the answer. So that is that. a lot of feedback this week. Thanks a lot for all of it. And uh, Thank you. hopefully we can keep that keeping on. Keep it keeping on. Um, before we give our ratings, should we talk about level two of the Patreon? We can yeah, talk about tier two. Yeah, Best absolutely. friend of the podcast. Best friend, Best of, the friend podcast. of the podcast. So, of course, you get everything from the first tier because... That's that's how it is. You can't work. be a best friend without being a friend first. Exactly. Exactly. So you get all of the stuff that you get. That you also. So that includes what? Just so we're making track. Didn't have that lined up. Wow. Okay. Hang so on. I imagine that gets you a spot in the fifth chair where it. you get to it. give your vote out of ten, and it will count in our actual rankings. Your vote gets added to the three or the four of us and creates yeah. the weighted average. There we so are. when we talk about the top hundred that we have coming up, you will be part of adding things into that existing list and helping to create. Maybe you help us pick the best film ever. That is true. You will yep. also get um, votes on choices for real roundtables, for uh, audience votes for best of worst of, and you'll also get a mini message thanking you for joining, plus a birthday message as well, and any other exclusive Patreon-only content we put out. There'll be some stuff. Which there yeah, will yeah, be yeah. some stuff. You might get, yeah. like, a, like, for instance, we took a bunch of pictures for the Halloween stuff. You might get a few more sort of shots of that. Extra shots, yeah. Extra shots, <laughs> yeah. Pictures of Pippin that I take and just pictures of you Pippin. and upload, because I have access to the app, yeah. Pictures most. of our takeaway menus. If we need a bit more background in us. Bit more, just I'm, a bit more, whenever we go, what should we, this would be faster on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. So that's that's tier one. Now, tier two, the best friend gets you all of that, plus... Plus a uh, quarterly mini gift straight sent straight to your door. And if you're local, it might be by uh, uh, Russell the Postie. Who knows? Who knows? He might be delivering his own if you joined in this tier. How For the record, quarterly be? means once every three months. Yes. Yes. Yes, as in like every quarter of the year. Yes. Yes. Um, so little gifts. It's like to include anything from a postcard to magnets or stickers, key rings. Those just little things that we can put in an envelope, post out to you and be like... Thank you very much. Here is a tangible gift to show you our love. Um, You'll also, four times a year, get to visit us in on the action. And what we mean by that is, we're calling it Live and Uncensored, which I think is a great name and I'm really proud of it. Wow. Um, You will get to join us real time as we record an episode from a Zoom call. You won't have any audio or anything in it, but you get to watch us, mistakes and all. So all the bits that usually get edited out you will be there just yeah. to watch and laugh at us for so so you'll get a real behind the scenes yeah we might we, really behind the scenes and i think that. what we'll do with that is we'll give people the opportunity to sort of uh you know if they want to chop chop chime in with a little little, little text message oh of course that could, yeah, but that yeah. could be read out that we will read yeah. that we could then read as appropriate we can yeah, have yeah, the chat yeah, yeah. open we can yeah. have a chat open and you may get your comments based there in real time but so yeah so quarterly we're using that term quarterly, quarterly. yeah yeah so we're, we're, we're gonna try out the uh the live and uncensored I, I think it's a great name <laughs> now ironically you'll hear of a live and uncensored version of it and you may hear a chopped up version but your your, your input will be in there yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. so that would be yeah you need to be there and sort of see the madness as it happens with with with, with a video link with yeah. here's what's occurring yeah so you'll get if i mean if pippin starts barking because there's a door going off you'll hear it you'll, you'll hear see that it, you'll see us all going oh my goodness well, i hit the dog. wrong button you know, yeah, all that wrong stuff button, line fluffing you name it <laughs> all that stuff yeah we'll have to make sure ethan's here on site because otherwise i don't know how to oh no people can mute themselves individually yeah. or we can mute everybody except for yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's fine cool so we have <laughs> so, so we have that uh anything else and no, that is all for that, but obviously it includes everything else, including the thank you messages, the birthday messages, and um, everything else that and comes in the first. I believe, it also, I believe it's also getting, 
And if not, we're going to add it to it. You're also going to get the the official best film ever Christmas card next year and sort of like things like that. We're going to write little notes and say, thanks for being a Patreon subscriber, da 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 I feel like that would, would that not just be a quarterly mini gift? That could, that could be part of that. Yeah. But yeah, some stuff where maybe a little bit more stuff uh, as far as that goes. And of course, um, when we do things like our trivia games and we do things like things where yeah. we want some participation, we are going to go to people from this sort of level up first first Absolutely. as first ports a call if you want to be engaged with us we want to be engaged with you and how much was that for the second tier uh, that is nine pounds per month nine, nine pounds per month. british pounds a month uh, just because i know i'm going to be asked this by reverend bruce <laughs> <laughs> so uh that would be in american dollars that's twelve dollars and thirteen cents um in canadian funds it is uh oh one second here two fifteen dollars thirty two it is uh you're probably pretty close fifteen ten fifteen ten if 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 we have a good week it might be more like fifteen thirty two by the time we get things back <laughs> yeah, there we are. yeah so there's lots of uh, in British pounds it's uh, it's nine British pounds nine so there pounds. we go so uh there's lots of uh you know uh, can, Convert to your own local currency as as needed. as needed. But there's a lot there. There's a lot of value, I think. For there that. really is. And I think it's important to know as well that you can, on Patreon tiers, you can hop up and down tiers per month as well. If you see this and you go, I don't, I, we'll put it in my mouth. If you go, we don't think that's, that's decent enough value, then, then, then hop, back hop down. down. To £3. That's and if you go, and when we reveal in two weeks, yep. when we reveal the, the, the top tier, so we're yes. doing three tiers. Only doing three for now. We're doing three yeah, tiers yeah. for now. Um, Are we capping this third tier? The third tier yes. will be limited in number, yes. Oh, I can see. Grab there's, li- there's limited there. Yeah. And you can jump up to that. So, and there'll be, there might be a reason for someone to go ahead to that tier and then want to drop down. Mm-hmm. There might be a reason for that. And that's yeah. okay. That's absolutely fine. That's yeah. okay. But if you want to help support the podcast, that's great. If you do, there's, the no, there's no obligation. Yeah. But if you want to help keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, uh, you know, keep me, uh, keep the lights on while I try and watch my big, big TV. <laughs> uh, then it is a big TV. It's a big TV. Pay off the mortgage on the new big TV. Yeah. Um, no, but that's not, light. that's not <laughs> no, what, that's messing, not, that's not what that money would be going no, towards. It's, it's about towards making the, the podcast a better uh, experience for everybody. And that includes you guys. Uh, so that is what that would be. So let's now get back to our ratings for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's start with Ethan, shall we? Yeah, let's go for that. Yeah, you just absolutely threw me and went, oh my goodness, that's me doing that. Uh, Ethan gives it um, a seven and a half bone daddies out of ten. <laughs> okay, I actually would have thought he would have gone higher with that myself. Yeah, I would. That's his yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? He very much feels like it should have been a, like a forty-minute special, oh, really? like a TV okay. special, not not a full-length film. Okay, uh, Liam. Okay, I went into this film. I've never watched this. This is my first viewing. I thought I was going to absolutely hate this movie, but do you know what? I didn't. Okay, it's an okay movie. <laughs> i actually found myself at points going wow this is stop motion anime. this is brilliant this is good the song is getting me into it story-wise completely lost have no idea what's going on um there's some really gross out stuff i'm not a halloween guy <laughs> i don't really like all that grossy stuff so yeah but i am gonna give this a week wow a week that's right a week six. A week six. Oh. Six not so good Jack heads. <laughs> okay. Six that they didn't use really out of the four hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah. All right, Georgia, you brought it to the table. Where are we sitting with this? I did, yes. Yeah, so I brought it to the table, having never actually watched it all the way through. 
Um, and I don't know whether I actually disclosed that or not before we did you this. I couldn't know. remember I had or not. Wait, you say you haven't seen this before? No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I was under the impression you had. I'd seen bits of it and I knew the first two had songs. Had Ethan seen it before? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so me and Ethan, all right. Um, so I hadn't actually seen it before. Um, but I knew that the animation was amazing and I knew the first couple of songs at least were amazing um, and really enjoyed those elements. I was surprised by the lack of story. It really did draw me out of it. Um, so I am going to give this film uh, six and a half glowing dog noses out wow. of ten. I'm really surprised by this. I'm now. surprised by that. Yeah. I just can't get past the story, lack of yeah. coherence, because everything else is incredible. Here's, here's the thing for me. It's me going how much value do I put on story. Yeah. Um, I, I apparently put three and a half marks on it. Yeah. Um, visually, it's fantastic, and I, can, I appreciate every bit of artistry that goes into yep. it, and some things I have no idea how they did. Uh, will I ever see this movie again in my life? Probably not. Me either. <laughs> I'm openly rooting the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, same. I really am. Same, same. Uh, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means it's, it's not for me. Uh-huh. And like everything I ever see, it's Tim Burton, with the exception of one film. I kind of go, not for me. The, like you, the only Tim Burton film I like is Batman. Oh, hang on. I like Batman. Batman Returns is a bit weird. Um... I but I do appreciate it, and oh. I like a lot. Uh, I like Big Fish. Big Fish is a great film. I've never seen that. Oh, it's a great film. Um, but a little bit different from Tim Burton's. Tra- it's, it's over the top, but in a different way than than his stuff usually is. That's is. a surreal one. Oh, yeah, well, uh, they, well, yeah, it's it's well, a surreal, surreal it's a surreal Tim, Tim Burton film. Burton film. <laughs> <laughs> the more surreal, surreal. <laughs> it's it's great. It's about um, I think I know about. Albert Finney, I believe it is, is is sort of going over the story of his life. And the question is, does it, if it's a good story, does it matter if a story's true? Oh, okay. And so I he tells... I, I, know, I think I know. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor plays him as That's a young it. man as he's going through it. I think I've seen that. Oh, it's really good. I think you've made me watch that. I don't think I have. Big Fish. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Are you sure it's not a fish called Wanda? No, I'm, I think okay. I might have watched both. All right. Because um, I haven't seen this, and I think I saw it once. Loved it and never watched it again. Oh. Uh, but anyway, back to this, which I've watched more than once, and I hope I never watch it again. Um... <laughs> How much do you put on it? And the, the music's great. The music is great. It um, is. Oh, how much does the story matter? A lot. You're the oh, story man. I am the story man. I had a number, and I'm coming down off it. Ooh. Yeah, I am going to... I'm talking you down. You are. You are. I'm going to come down a half point. Okay. I'm going to give it six and a half. Should have been Tim Burton's head on the hockey rink it out of ten. Been. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was going to seven, and I went. I, the music's it's so hard. The music's great. The story is just missing. Uh, Sally doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm so, come at me. Sally doesn't matter, folks. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. It's Jack. It's trying to do Christmas, and it's Santa Claus. Really, it's he's. You know what I'm saying here, Liam? You're gonna love this because you're telling me how it's Buddy's thing. Yeah. The parts I like are Burton's original story. Oh, there we are. There we are. Yeah. Six and a half, but it's not enough for a film. No, nope. it's not enough for a film. Nope. So it's great. It should be. It should be condensed, and it should be on Christmas every on TV every Christmas is what it should be. And it, it should, should be, be John Luc Picard doing. You, the, you should just you should reboot this as a forty minute thing, yeah. and put it on TV. Yeah, re-edit it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. So uh, like I said, this is a huge following. So it was fun doing the podcast with you guys. <laughs> we're about to get destroyed. It's been it's been great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we survive the week? It's my pick, like Ooh, a proper pick next pick. week, an actual pick. Boom. We've been talking how those bullets you leave in the chamber, I'm firing a bullet next week. Ooh. I've heard, according to some movies, that in life there are two types of people. There are winners and there are losers. 
And so I'm going to talk about a film that deals with that premise explicitly the whole way through, including the greatest prepubescent acting performance ever by Abigail Breslin. Also starring Paul Dano, Greg Kinnear, Steve Carell. It's called Little Miss Sunshine. Oh! <laughs> I've never seen this. You go on about this you, film so much. You bar on about this a lot. I do. I do. I really stand by this one. So I'm really curious to see what the table thinks of Little Miss Sunshine. I've got my theories. I think I know how George will feel. I think I know how Ethan will feel. You're a bit of a wild card. Yeah. You're a bit of a wild card. But I'm bringing bringing a bullet next week. This is one that I think could be a contender. Yeah. Okay. If anybody gives it a a emotion, you have to buy that as long as people give it a fair shake. So oh, I, I know I like this. So well, yeah. that's fine. Hey, you know me. I'm you, look, look, look at this Tim Burton one. I guess the first shake was me saying, "Stay awake." <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stay awake because you have I'm to appreciate the nuance. Oh, okay. You have to appreciate the nuance in this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, that's that. It's 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 a wonderful little independent film and couldn't be more different from Little Miss Sunshine if we tried. That's right. From from uh, Nightmare for Christmas yeah. if we tried because it, this is just about characters. This is basically putting the Breakfast Road trip Club, film, isn't it? Inside of a v- inside of a VW minibus. Yep. Oh, and letting okay. the characters talk to each other. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I can see why you like this. Oh, this is my kind of thing. It is. It <laughs> is my kind of thing. So I'm very excited. If you haven't seen it out there, folks, highly, highly recommend. If you're one of those types who's like, maybe I'll wait to the review before. Trust me. There's also some moments that if I talk you through it, yeah. you lose that moment. So it's in your best interest, please. Okay, is anybody watch else? This so I've got film. one is immediately just jumped to mind when, yeah. as you've said that. So yeah. yeah, watch it first. Is anybody out there listening and thinking this is going to be a 10 for me? And- <laughs> I'm feeling this. I've, I've yet to I'm give one. I'm feeling there's a Dark 10. Dark Knight didn't get a 10. It didn't. No. Nope. I'm feeling you, you talk about this a lot. I might, I might be unwrapping my first time it might be, might be jumping on this too quick it but. might be hi my name's ian welcome to my 10 talk <laughs> it might be that he's 10 and everywhere i might be 10 and all over the place we'll find oh, out sure. have you done 10 yet i have yeah have you because uh, you gave one to grace and then and then you, i'll talk you, down you, you took it talked is a funny word <laughs> <laughs> we, we we had some group therapy sessions and we, it came we, we, what was it a come to jesus talk. come to jesus talk yeah <laughs> so i don't know about that i'm not giving any tens you're not giving any tens out no. yet okay there we are so i don't think i have actually have you not i'm gonna take a look right now actually well, i know ellie definitely had oh ellie i think it was more weeks she she gave tens than, than didn't did give tens <laughs> so, even the crow i think i gave a nine and a half crow was uh i'm trying to look here usual suspects nine and a half crow nine and a half yeah 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 I'm looking, I'm looking, uh, almost famous a nine. Look at me just going back through our history here. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Knives Out a nine. Yeah, that's a good film. That's a great film. Nine's Out. Uh, Titanic a nine. Nine, nine, nine. Good band. She's a lot of nines. Grease a nine, Terminator a nine. You've just been nine heavy, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. No, that's not true. Ooh. Before Sunrise, ten. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I do, I do. That's quite recent as well. Yeah. Uh, Before Sunrise? Uh, it is and it isn't. I think it's going to be... Well, that was Hot Film Summer, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah, so... Oh, that. that was me, like, August. Summer is like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so about three months ago. Yeah. But yeah, so next week... Could you... Right, this is this is a question. We've done 95 movies. Yeah. Could you remember every single one? Every 95? No, I don't think so. Head. I don't think so. I can't. I'm looking back and I'm going... That'll be a fun game on number 100 if we promise not to study up. Not to study up. Everybody, before we go on, five to... minutes, sit down. How many can you get? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. I would Ethan, so it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair to Ethan because no, he hasn't no, been no, here no. for as many, but the three of us would be interesting. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway. So badly. 
Please join us next week when we all get inside the VW minibus. I'm looking forward to this. And we head cross country for Little Miss Sunshine. We all need a little bit of Miss Sunshine, don't we? We're not going into winter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For best film ever, I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. If you wake up in the morning and there's fresh white powder everywhere, <laughs> it's either winter or there's a Hollywood writer nearby. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. Friend of the podcast, uh, let's get ready for some yeah. confessional because it's Reverend <laughs> Bruce. Checking in. What and we just happened? wanted to pop by to wish the best. What happened there? That's that's Danny and Drew. And it was Danny and Drew. What are the odds of that? Wow. It's, it's, it's like something they, they sent us like last year. It's still on the Why board. Are they still on there. Uh, let's try it again. <laughs> Beep.